Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Happy Tea Thanksgiving. Episode 86. You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What are you talking about? Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that believes Kyle Rittenhouse should go to jail for the murder of George Floyd. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, a man <laughs> hated by the non-binary community and soon our subreddit, making his WATP debut, it's Vito Giswaldi. What is happening, Vito? How's it going, Carl? I'm excited to be here. We're excited, excited to have to you, my part friend. of one of the best podcasts out there today. That's Correct. You said it exactly it how I wrote one. it. Thank you. It is a good one. When <laughs> I was driving to Vegas the last time, I just downloaded a bunch of episodes. Oh, sweet. Well, I hope you listen to them as well. Because, I mean, the downloads are nice. I, yeah. It helps our numbers. But. <laughs> no, I was listening to the ones you did with uh, Dick and, of course, covering the great, uh, best debate in the universe. Great show. And uh, Vito, of course, is now on the biggest problem in the universe, the reboot of that with Dick Masterson and also his world-famous YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Vito. But before yes. you check those things out, go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to our Discord server, link to our merchandise, the link to our YouTube channel, and of course, that link to our Patreon and Supercast, featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. As soon as we get done recording this show, I'll be releasing the latest crossover with The Dick Show. We'll have the video up there, as well as the edited final uh, podcast that we did. It's a lot of fun with, uh, with Dick and Sean this past week and of course producer chris and i 
just recorded our uh, part one of oh, Suttering yeah. John's audio book. Yes. It's also up on Patreon and Supercast. Christmas came early. So that that's going to be a fun series, I have a feeling. I think so. Vinny's pissed off because I forgot that one of the consequences on the Wheel of Consequence is you have to buy his book and read it and then write a book report. He's like, you're cheating. Because you're, now you're just listening to it. I didn't even think of that. Now I hope I spit that as a consequence. Wait a minute. You got me to do your consequences? <laughs> yeah. Can you write the report, dude? Bullshit. <laughs> all right. So we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and then shit all over us in the comments section. Maybe we'll have review girls on later on in the show. I don't know. Hmm. But first, we'll be reviewing a show called Amico All Access. This is a suggestion yes. that came in from our friend... Vito, we have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. So there's a lot going on in this universe. And, and Vito, I want you to break it down and explain this. I've been doing a deep dive into this world this entire week. So I'm getting, I'm getting caught up. And there's all these yeah. different internet people who are really into video games and do all these different like YouTube shows about specifically the Amico Intellivision console. Now, this is a very bizarrely complicated little sphere of the internet, because you obviously have a ton of these gaming podcasts, but they typically talk about things that people would care about, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. What we have here is a group of dudes who are really excited for a game console that is probably going to suck really, really hard, but anyone who tells them that, they just get furious yes. and have this long insane drama drama involving the head of the company itself himself who should not be doing this it's not good marketing for this terrible console can i just say tommy tallarico is the ceo of intellivision now this guy's got an interesting story he actually called into the dick show a couple of months ago that's when i was first exposed to yes. this whole thing but tommy is a guy who plays video game music for a living like he's he's scored over yeah. 300 video games and yeah, he, he did the music for, like, the Spider-Man video game, a bunch of, like, old class. He's definitely a talented musician. Well, he does these shows uh, called Video Game Live, and I think it's up in Canada, but they, they do, like, these theaters where people come out and I, they watch, like, an orchestra play video game music, and, and they get the guitars. Yeah. And, but what's crazy is I go to this guy's website. He's an egomaniac. I go to his website, and on the videos page, there's a video that's entitled 12-Minute Standing Ovation. And it's just a video of people applauding them. <laughs> what kind of video is that? Show me, show me the reason why they're applauding you, you dummy. Just like, look at how amazing we are. People are you sound jealous, Carl. <laughs> I wish I had that video on my site. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so uh, anyway, yeah. Tommy he, is a definite egomaniac, which is what has made all of this drama so interesting. Is Tommy? Tommy believes he's a rock star. Um, you know, yeah. he's a rock star that you've never heard of unless you've played the Spider-Man video game. But he very much styles himself in that way, carries himself that way, drives his Ferrari around, and you know, he goes, "I'm going to save video games with the. I'm bringing back the Intellivision brand." Now, do you know the Intellivision? Did you do you remember that console back in the? I do. Early 80s? I had friends who had the Intellivision. Yeah. I didn't. I had the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, right. but I had friends who had Intellivision. Nobody actually well, owned it. It was, was always friends. Yeah, no one owned it. It yeah. sucked. The it controllers was... <laughs> sucked. Co cousins and friends. It's the weird. controllers were the worst on that thing. Well, what's funny is that, you know, these brands, people go, oh, Intellivision, I remember them. No, that company died in the 80s, and then, you know, their name is just sitting around owned by a holding company. So Tommy goes, well, I'm bringing Intellivision back and pays X number of dollars to buy the name. So now you have these guys, and a lot of these guys we're going to be hearing in these podcasts are these older dudes 
who, you know, grew up the children of the 70s and 80s who have fond memories of this terrible game console. And now this weird huckster wannabe rock stars come back and said, well, I'm bringing you a new Intellivision and it's going to change the world and you and your family are going to play all these games. And, and it appeals to them, but they don't understand that it doesn't appeal to anyone else, nor ever will it. It's just such a bizarre, badly designed, too expensive thing that has been delayed like for two or three additional years. All right, so this, this is it, where it gets yeah. interesting right here is that yeah. he came out in like 2017. He bought the rights to Intellivision, started this company. Uh, Amico is Italian for friend. So he said, okay, we're going to have the mm. Amico Intellivision, and it's going to be released on 10 10 2020. October 10th, 2020. Yes. He goes, it's not just a cool date. It's the date my sister died. He's going through this whole fucking thing. Because, you know, every grifter has to <laughs> have, like, a sob story. So yeah. he goes through that whole thing. And then we finally get close to that special date. And they're like, yeah, sorry, pandemic. We can't get anything built. It's a supply chain thing. You know, we can't do it. This guy was the original supply chain excuse. So yeah. n- fast forward. Now we're going to okay, October 2021 is when this thing will come out. And these guys who are on these shows are great. They've already given this guy hundreds of dollars. They've already like pre-ordered their consoles. They can't wait to play this thing. And oh, yeah. it's just was announced back in like August that it's getting pushed out again. It's getting pushed out indefinitely now at this point. They haven't even put a new date on it. And there's speculation this thing might never see the light of day. Because they're just I mean, burning it's, money. It's very possible. I mean, they've been bleeding money. They yeah. have a ton of staff. They have nothing to sell. I mean, there's so much to get into of, like, how fucked they must be. But, yeah, you have these guys who have not only spent... I mean, yeah, with the things that changed, like, originally this console was going to be 150 bucks. It's now $250. Yeah. Uh, Tommy keeps promising. He's like, everything's going to be an NFT, and, you know, it's going to have 10 controllers. Or whatever. He keeps changing what it comes with. But the funniest thing is some of these guys, though, are investors. You can invest in the Amico and give him like $10,000 to, you know, share in the profits of this thing. And you're just watching these guys realize like, oh, God, why did I invest in this company? Why did I pre-order this thing? Like, it's a train wreck. Let me play one clip here that I want that's based on that. There's this guy named Nick, and he's from this thing called Geeks with Cash. And when I say this thing, these are all YouTube channels that nobody cares about. Like Geeks yeah. with Cash has 495 subscribers. Not the biggest of these guys has about 3000 subscribers, I think. Right, the Retro Bro has like 3300. The Retro Bro. Yeah. So, this guy, <laughs> now remember the name is Geeks with Cash and he says this. I've come to know some of these guys. I like these guys. I want to see them do to get the product out. And if I can throw them a little bit of money that's going to help keep them afloat, even with my own little meager means, then it's something I wouldn't mind taking the risk on. So this guy, Geeks with Cash, doesn't have any money. But if he did, he would definitely (laughs) invest in this flailing company. Maybe that's why you don't have money. I'm just going to throw that out there as a possibility. But it's also the way these guys talk about it is that it's not like, oh, I'm excited for this video game system. It's that... They all talk to Tommy personally. Yeah. Like, he's convinced them all that they're all, like, best friends. And they're like, God, I just want my friend's vision to succeed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you realize that guy's, like, using you, right? Like, trying to get the word out about his thing on your weird little network of channels. Yeah. But, oh. I mean, they're all convinced that they're really just best friends with this guy. And they want to give him all their money to make sure that he succeeds. He's already successful. Tommy Tallarico seems to be a millionaire who lives in a mansion from all his video game work and behind the scenes, whatever the hell. 
but they really just want to make sure his little game console succeeds for some reason. It's super weird. You sent me a link to an article about Tommy Tallarico, and uh, it was fine. Give me some good background information, but in this article, it says that Tommy follows right-wing white supremacists on Twitter, and they have an example of it that you click into. It's Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw yeah. is the example of a white supremacist <laughs> that Tommy follows on Twitter. Oh, no. Not a congressman yeah, that, from Texas. That's terrible. I gave you a Kotaku link. They're not. Th- yeah. It's a good overview, but yeah. they definitely start getting political. And you're like, Kotaku, shut the fuck up. Just report <laughs> normally on this shit. They also said, yeah, because he follows the quartering. They're like, oh, all these guys are known Nazis. You're like, oh, shut up. I know. But, like, uh, you'll have to invent that stuff in that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. So I want to get into this. I was checking out episode 14, and what happens on the show is that there's seven or eight people all hosting at the same time. There's yes. the Retro Bro, there's Cyrus, there's DJC Game Studios, Mike Mullis, <laughs> Next Level Gaming. I have a lot to talk about with Mike Mullis. This fucking guy is a weirdo. Uh, another guy named Mike, <laughs> Nick with Geeks with Cash, uh, Retro Advisory Board, who they call Rab, uh, and then the woman, um, Saggy Melons, is on there yeah. as well. Now, the show starts off with, it's, this show's two and a half hours long. And it starts off with um, the big debate is there was a presentation done by Tommy at this thing, E3, which is some yeah. gaming convention thing. That's the big gaming convention they have every year. It's kind of the biggest like game trade show. Right. Uh, but obviously, they couldn't do an in-person show this year, so it was all digital. Uh, and Tommy paid a bunch of money to show off his console on during the E3 stream. And everybody ripped on his terrible presentation because it was ridiculous. Well, the big the big controversy is that they use stock photos. And yeah. what they said they did was they would take a stock photo of like a family in the living room playing a video game. And they'd Photoshop in his controllers to make it look like they're playing the Intellivision. Okay, that, that's yeah. the big crime that was committed here. Now, this might sound pretty tame. And if you have my background, which is marketing, you would know this happens all the time. And it's not a big deal at all. They start bringing up, they bring up this topic to begin. It goes on for over an hour and a half that they debate this topic. <laughs> and uh, this guy, Rab, is very serious about it for some reason. In that year, they spent just on salaries, just what their team was pulling in, $5.2 million. And that's just what the salary is. That doesn't include benefits. That doesn't include payroll tax. That doesn't include uh, uh, anything else that you are paying for those employees. I mean, they, those are those are employees with benefits. So you could double that cost. They've easily spent eleven million dollars over the course of a year to have staff at Intellivision, and they don't have revenue coming in. So you want them to spend thirty thousand dollars on a product shoot so they can shoot some up close pictures of your controller? They've been shooting pictures of the controller. They've been showing you images of that. If you want to get actors on board, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars in a time of COVID when you can't get anybody. Oh, and you want child actors so you can bring in children you can show it's for children and families calm down yeah, holy right. shit dude it's fine <laughs> it's okay to use stock photography we get it they don't have a lot of money right holy shit well if you get i had that whole clip and at the end of it he's the estimate he gives for a one-day photo shoot he's like you're talking about like a hundred thousand dollars to get an asian family and a black family and some kids <laughs> yeah, in there i'm like all right, right. hold on hold on <laughs> Because I, I do agree that, yes, you can use stock photos for, like, most marketing purposes. 
Though I would say that, you know, this is, again, E3 is like the biggest trade. Like, this is where Microsoft shows off the new Xbox, the new PlayStation. Everything is at this these big event. So don't waste time. I, like, yeah, you can use your stock photos for, like, your, your website and your pamphlets or whatever. But, yeah, here is the time to go, come on, uh, doesn't anybody have a kid? Doesn't anybody have a black wife? Why don't we sit them down <laughs> on the couch, get some actual pictures of this thing? Doesn't anybody have a black wife? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask the if black guy. If you want guy. the diversity, <laughs> that's what they're saying. <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, because... A big problem with this console is everybody keeps being like, can we just see it working? Right. Can you show us video of it running? Like, can you show us how the controller works? This was supposed to come out a year ago. Well. And, uh, and you're saying there's a parts shortage, but even if there's a parts shortage, everything else should be done. All right. I'm going to now show you how much research I've actually done in, to do the show today, which is ridiculous. The argument <laughs> is that this console is not for gamers. That's the whole point. There's, what, 300 million people who own consoles in the world, but there's 4 billion people who play video games outside of consoles. And this guy's going, because it just needs to be simple. You want to be able to just pull out your phone and play a game. This console is for people who don't use consoles. So even being at E3 in the first place doesn't make any sense. It's not your target audience. So no, it, didn't make it sense. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and, you're exactly right. And Mullis is fired up. This Mike Mullis guy is fired up about this. Actually, that's a good question. Hold on, wait. In the video, in the same fucking video, they showed people playing with the console. They showed a family in a in a room. I thought we were They were holding they were holding no no Rab, I'm coming with you. They're holding controllers. They're playing cornhole. So he's saying, yeah, okay, there was stock photography, but they did show people playing the video games in the presentation as well. Yeah, uh, which was all terribly shot and terribly lit and super embarrassing to put on the E3 stage. <laughs> but they did have about five seconds of some kids trying to play Cornhole, which is the killer app for the Intellivision Amico. Is a, You know Cornhole with the board and yeah. the beanbag? Yeah. Apparently, this is going to sell billions of these things. That everyone around the world is going to invest hundreds of dollars to play virtual cornhole. Meanwhile, you can go on Amazon and buy a cornhole board for about ten dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they're like, remember the Wii? You could like bowl and shit. Yeah, because you can't actually bowl in your house, but you can buy a cornhole board. Well, they also have video uh, games like Dice. You could play uh, Dice on on ooh. this thing. Yeah, I know. Producer Chris just perked up. <laughs> I like Dice. Well, that's. Well, that's another thing with this console is that he's made all these promises where he's like, all the games are going to be exclusive. Right. Which he very quickly went back on when people were like, wait, but that game's a Flash game that came out five years ago. And he goes, oh, well, I mean, it'll have, like, exclusive features. It won't be exclusive. And you're like, well, you said it would be exclusive. I mean, he's literally showing... He doesn't know what this console is, Tommy. He's like, it's for the gamers. We're going to have Earthworm Jim. It's going to be awesome. Right. And you're like, well, then why do you keep showing me Sesame Street Flash games? Like, who the fuck is this for? What is the target market? And when you yeah. try to ask these guys about that, they get super mad and just, yeah, go on these crazy rants about how <laughs> you don't understand Tommy's vision. Well, Vito, you were fucking with them directly. Yeah, I was. I was, But here's the thing. I wasn't really trying to fuck with them at first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then it got fun. I have... <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? I think is it a clip eleven that I sent you? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think start with clip ten. Where I I asked him a very. I was in the chat. I, I check into these things sometimes because I'm interested in this drama. Yeah. And I'm in the chat and I go, well, who do you guys think this is for? 
Because my comparison is always, there is a thing called the Nintendo Switch. Supposedly, the Intellivision Amica, well, it's for families, it's for people who don't really understand gaming. I'm like, well, if somebody told me that they don't really know gaming, but they want some friendly stuff for their kid, I'd say, well, go buy the Nintendo thing. It's got Mario Kart. You know, it's very simple to figure out. So I'm asking these guys who, you know, have all the Amica questions, I'm like, why would someone buy this instead of just buying uh, a Nintendo Switch? And one of the answers they gave me, if you play Clip 10, I sent you. Both, both, of, both of my younger kids have Switch lights. Both of them have iPads. Both of them have, there's an Xbox One X upstairs that I brought up from down here so that I can have my Series X. And yet, and all of you know, well, except CM because he wasn't in Pennsylvania, but all of you know my 10-year-old who's got a Switch light and an iPad and can play on the Xbox One X and all of that is absolutely excited for the amico <laughs> okay it's not okay a so that right there is the problem that they don't understand yeah you have just told me that this is a console for kids who already own every other thing right like this why, not, for why not buy this one more kid. thing yeah you got all the things get another thing <laughs> so it's if your kid already owns an xbox and a switch and an ipad and iphone then he might finally want to purchase this stupid Amico thing. Right. And I point out to them, like, guys, if the only market for your console is it's the last-ditch thing after you've already bought everything else on the market, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> shitty place to be in the market. Yeah. And they can't wrap their heads around that. They're like, no, you know, this is just how it is. It, it's crazy. Oh, wait, you have a bottle of Grey Goose? Would you also like to purchase some Mr. Boston? I have some Mr. Boston that you could also have. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, I got the Grey Goose. I'm good, but thanks. But you do like vodka, though, right? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, I'm paying a premium. Yeah, but I already have a much better thing, <laughs> yes. and now you want me to spend $250 on a worse thing because aren't you tired of the better thing? Right, yeah, you exactly. Know, it's so bizarre, and I've tried to explain. I like. I've actually been able to chat to Tommy at one point, and I tried to get it through his head. I'm like, listen, man. Stop pretending this is for gamers because they're too smart. A, a gamer's just going to buy a Switch or a PlayStation or whatever. You need to sell this to clueless moms and grandmas on the home shopping network. It's the only possible way you're going to sell this Care Bears Adventure Sesame Street uh, Flash game console. And it's super bizarre that, again, you have these guys who are super attached to this Intellivision name who are like, no, no, this is, like, going to bring back classic gaming in some way. And you're like, nah, dude, it's just going to suck. Like, it sucks. It's too much money, and it doesn't do anything interesting. Well, I think the original concept was decent, and it, they're just not able to deliver on it. Like you said, it was originally going to be, like, 100 yeah. bucks, And then well, that's the thing. It would have like worked. At the, the original yeah. pitch was great. 150 bucks. You can With use your games. cell phone as a controller. Yep, yep. You get like 10 games. Fine. All the games that you buy were going to be 10 bucks or less. They're like, this is going to be super right. affordable for anyone. That's already out the window because they're taking 50% of all of the game revenue that comes in. Like, like th that's a ridiculous amount of money. So you're not going to get developers on who are getting five bucks for every time they sell a game when they, they're making other games or selling for 70 bucks. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. And why would you, again, he said, we want to have all exclusive games. Well, no one's going to sign up to exclusively make games for a console that 10 weirdos on the internet own. <laughs> like, you, like, you're so screwed. Saying we're only going to have exclusive games is the stupidest thing in the world. You, you are going to be desperate to find anyone willing to take the time to port their game to your fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, 
it's insanity. Uh, actually, we, we recently found out like two days ago that most of the games are being made by German uh, college students because they were able to get some sort of grant from the German government oh, to no pay shit. for half of it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so <laughs> they can't get real developers. So kids in the, you know German computer class are right now coding half the Amico games you're going to get. Yeah. Which we also found out stole a bunch of assets from a bunch of existing games. So they're like, well, you know, don't worry about that. We'll take those out. Uh, this whole thing is an insane debacle all across the board. The other problem with it is someone got their hands on one of these consoles and deconstructed it. And apparently the technology in it is the same technology that would run an Android device in 2016. And not a good one, like a cheap Android yeah. phone in 2016, like the processor like and the RAM. It has like a $40 Android processor Yeah, in it. yeah. So uh, it's, it's not like the, you're going to be able to build great they're games They're saying a it. bunch of the cost is that the controller has like a gyroscope in it and like a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but nobody cares. <laughs> like, why? Why? Why does it have that? Like, that's the weirdest thing is that it has all these weird features that nobody can explain why they're there or who would want them. No, but Tommy's super excited about it. I didn't pull any clips because we're making fun of this podcast, but if you want to watch Tommy talk about this thing, he is quite a pitchman. He really wants to sell these things. Yeah, go watch him on the... It's funny how he got on the Dick Show, because there's a guy on Dick's forum that has the name Vito, Papa Vito, and he's like, you should bring Tommy Tallarico on. And Dick thought it was me, so he had him on. And then afterwards, he goes, why'd you recommend that psychopath for my show? And I'm like, I didn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> so I got blamed for Tommy showing up on the Dick Show, unfortunately. It's a long segment, too. Uh, all right, I want to get into this next thing, because this is really funny. Yeah. So Mike Mullis is fired up because there was these Photoshopped images in this presentation, and a guy from Ars Technica reported on that and actually tweeted about it. And this pissed him off quite a bit. What did we get? We got this guy, Sam I can't even pronounce his last name, Makovich, whatever his name is. He is the tech culture editor for Ars Technica. Not only did he decide, I finally looked into this, and sure enough, Tommy Tallarico and the television blatantly photoshopped their unreleased new game system over stock photos and blah, and blah, even, blah, 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 blah. And you care about that bit. Oh, hold on. Yeah, well, no, you, you, know, you know where I'm yep. heading, don't you? Yeah. The fact that he didn't bother to also say, oh, and they had actual people holding the controller. Oh, no, no, no. The very next tweet that this asshole tweeted out said, I kind of hope that this is the tech editor, tech culture editor for Ars Technica. I kind of hope the Internet sees this and responds by photoshopping Amico controllers and other ill-fitting scenes. Who? Let me, let me ask you a question, Ars Technica. Is that your ethos? That's your editor? No, I have to say, I think that's kind of a fun idea. Like, yeah. Take these controllers. Yeah. Where else could you put them on people? That'd yeah. be fun. And if you were smart as a company, you'd roll with that punch and be like, yeah, you know, it's funny that we use some stock photos. What are you going to do? We're not a big company, but yeah, if you want to photo, uh, imagine people photoshopping your controller in a bunch of pictures. At least you get the name out there. Somebody knows what the hell your thing is. At this point, any press would be good press. 98% of the people listening to the show right now have never heard of Intellivision Amico. Producer Chris, were you familiar with this? No, no. Yeah. No, no. So, I mean, it, it couldn't not hurt at all to have these things photoshopped all over the web. 
But uh, this guy Mullis is yeah, pissed that he would tweet something like that. Very unprofessional. Well, I don't expect well, the Mullis journalist to go. Well, has a background. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say as a journalist, so he thinks that yes. this is the the height of journalist lack of professionalism here. I don't expect the journalist to go, oh, I hope somebody takes the controllers and photoshops them into other ill-fitting scenes. Not from somebody that says, it's no wonder ours has become the go-to destination for those who need to shift, sift the wheat from the chaff. We, uh, we, we specialize in bringing readers the right answer the first time. That, that is not what I expected, and I was pissed. Now, you would think that you wouldn't get so worked up over a tweet because a tweet's not that big of a deal, so they kind of like, are, are you sure you should be this outraged by this? And uh, this <laughs> yeah. is why he's so upset about it. And the problem is that 663 people What's liked the his original. That 663 people liked it. 159 people retweeted it. That might not sound like a lot, but that's another 700 and some odd people. Wait, wait, wait. Yep. And a, on a company who is trying to launch a console against a giant headwind of... Yeah. Three big companies, part it, part shortages, COVID, and everything else, and every uphill battle that they have to do, now they've got to deal with another almost 1,000 people that have a negative view on the Intellivision okay. simply because okay. this guy lied. That's embarrassing. <laughs> 600 nice. people like the tweet. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, these guys live in such a bizarre universe where, like, I don't even know how you have a podcast about a console that has not come out yet. That you've never and played. delayed for like two years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you just every week get on to complain about a guy who made a tweet about it that you don't like. Like, what? what is going on in your life that you're like, hey, you don't understand. This tweet had 661 likes. Like, bro, like, it, 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 this is not important or interesting at all. And so this other guy on the show is also named Mike. I call him Cool Mike. Cool Mike calls out Mike Mullis for being such a little bitch about this. The anger is such that, I mean, is Tommy have this much anger towards these things? I don't I mean, care if Tommy has this much wh- anger. Why my anger, my anger, my anger doesn't, my anger doesn't necessarily come from the fact that this was said. Again, Tony okay. saying it doesn't mean anything to me. The, the right. anger, my anger, hold on. My anger comes from the fact that I spent 15 years doing games journalism, and I did it in an in an in an uh, uh, in an objective and and sometimes passionate, but an objective way. And for somebody to want to see another journalist smear any company, all right. So props to Mike because he goes the CEO of the company isn't as upset about this as you are and so he has to pretend it's because of journalism well no it's not because of that it's because uh, journalism integrity uh, that's why okay I'm not buying it what's a funny part of this saga that is not covered in the podcast is so this Ars Tactica writer he kind of goes oh it's stupid that you guys put you know stock photos whatever uh, and then Tommy Tellerico because he's the biggest city in the world can't just go you know let it go he has to fight with the guy on Twitter, so they have a little spat. Mm-hmm. And because of that, this Ars Technica writer then went, well, you know what, let me actually dig into this in Television Amico a little bit, because now I'm personally invested with it. And he found the developer portal website that was unsecured with all of their like confidential <laughs> documents. Like The reason we know what chip is inside it is because this Ars Technica writer was like, well, it's here on the website. It says, here's the thing they're using. Here's how to develop games for it. Like All their information. 
So if Tommy had just shut up, if these guys had just shut up and been like, oh, it's just a tweet, whatever, uh, people would not know that not only is the Intellivision pow- like underpowered, overpriced, whatever, but then Tommy additionally went on to uh, put out this tweet where he goes, oh, you've just posted a copywritten confidential information, Ars Technica. We are going to sue you for putting out our confidential information, which... If you have an unsecured website, that's on you, bro. It's not if you put up a bunch of documents on your server and somebody finds them, like, yeah, that's your fault. You're supposed to put them behind something. Is that so true? I don't, I don't know if that's true. So you're saying just because I leave my house unlocked, people can just walk in and steal my shit? I don't think that's true. Well, I don't think you, I don't think you have a good <laughs> uh, if it's available by a public URL. I don't I don't think you have a good case to be like, oh, you can't tell people that that URL is there. I mean, like, what you if, have to secure right, Vito, it in some way. What if the password was password? That isn't okay to steal there, the stuff. There was no password though. It was just literally like <laughs> you went to this it website. And it's like here's all the specs <laughs> for our thing. Uh, the point is that all, none of these guys know how to market anything, Tommy included, and they just end up creating these stupid fights with these journalists who then just shit on them more, and now anybody who has even heard of the thing... I sh- like, I'm here shitting on it because of all the drama they've created around it. Like, this is more negative publicity for it because these guys don't know how to just shut up and roll with the fact that nobody wants to play their terrible game console. And Tommy's doing himself no favors because he's in every single one of these message board sites and on Twitter, like you were saying, and responding to everyone who has something negative to say. It's like, dude, just let that shit happen. It'll sort itself out. You don't need to get involved. Dude, if you right now go on Twitter, I think he's finally stopped, but there was a period of time where if you just typed anything, Tommy Tallarico into Twitter, he would respond like three minutes later with, (laughs) well, the thing is, it was so weird. We should all try that. I don't know about this Tommy Tallarico guy. And three minutes later, it would always be like, well, uh, the Amico's are great. Fuck it. You're like, dude, I know your name's searching yourself every two seconds, but you don't have to. Why don't you go fix your console that you're so worried about? So Saggy Melons finally pipes up and we're like an hour into the show at this point. They're yeah. this Mike Mullis guy is just screaming about photoshopping and Ars Technica, whatever. And uh so Saggy's the voice of reason here. Fucking Jesus fucking Christ. It is a toy. <laughs> Holy it's, shit. It's it is it a is toy, a but it is a it is it a could be a toy, toy. maybe. That is not the. But, but in this sense, the point issue is like, it's so deep and it's been deep. And it's like, why can't no. you just wait till it comes out? If it's cool, awesome. If it tanks, let it fucking tank. Right. Who cares, dude? Y'all, people are so obsessed with something that hasn't come out yet. Oh my God, criticize it. But. Holy crap, the level! The level! People <laughs> go! And what's, the, and what's Stop. even to criticize? Get help! Until Get it, help! So all of those guys are agreeing with her. I can't tell if she's calling them out or just the people who are criticizing the console. Well, Saggy Melons, I've actually interacted with her. She's She's pretty... She seems semi-reasonable. Okay. Uh, it is one of these things where she goes... You know, I like Tommy. Tommy's my friend. And I'm like, again, I don't know if you're actually friends with Tommy or if he just wants. It's really weird that he can't, he can't seem to get any, like, big-time YouTubers to talk about this thing. Right. So he's just kind of settled for these guys, again, who have, like, 800 followers, 1,000 followers. And he goes on all their channels. Like, he, they're, like, have these direct connections with the guy. It's super weird. So, uh, yeah, Saggy is one of these people who's just like, 
I don't know why everyone's yelling about it on both sides, which maybe she has a point. Maybe I shouldn't be here yelling about it. But as, as I've said to her, I'm like, listen, man, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a I'm a guy who's pretty well versed in technology. So I think there there is a value in telling an audience, hey, man, this thing doesn't have features. It doesn't have games. It's probably not worth $250 because there are going to be some people out there who see the Intellivision name. They go, oh, I didn't Intellivision as a kid. It must be the same thing. And they don't know that it's just, you know, this megalomaniac who bought the name and is putting out this stupid plastic thing that doesn't do anything. So there has to be some criticism to go of the console saying, here's what's wrong with it. And yeah, these guys keep going, I don't know why they're so harsh on it. I don't know why they don't just shut up and let us enjoy it. It's like, man, journalists exist to report on these things to tell. Ars Technica is a tech website. Like They're going to report on technology and whether or not it's worth you buying it. And they really can't seem to stomach any criticism of it. It's bizarre. What makes this whole thing interesting is how passionate these people are about this these videos are being taken down left and right from the internet because they're too controversial. I was watching one last night. I was watching Amico All Access last night with this guy, OEB Pete, which is open every box. Another guy with a <laughs> couple hundred people follow him. And uh, I was watching the video last night. I was taking notes. I was going to pull clips today. It's already been taken off the internet today. And we, yeah. ju we just saw you just sent me a note before we started the show where this guy retro bro had to take a video down because it got too spicy and people said things that they regretted afterwards I'm like you guys are talking about a video game console no one's ever played why is this getting so controversial yeah. what's happening when i when i said we should cover uh, there's two like shows there's a miko all access and a miko after dark and when i said we should cover them i didn't realize like they've just been taking all of the videos down because they get so heated. Yeah. And there's some guys who just go in there, again, just to screw with them a little bit. Because you could just say in the chat, like, I don't know, man, it kind of looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> and get seven grown men <laughs> to just go red in the face and start screaming. Uh, if you want to play number 12 that I sent you, yeah. I think they is them just freaking out at me, being like, guys, I don't think this thing is a good idea. Yeah. Dude, I literally, you seem to be saying it's for people who I, 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 listen bro what? listen i, I don't know what to, gotta, i literally we, don't know what to tell you like yeah, I, I, look, I what do you want also, me to say he's look like, stop, let's, <laughs> let's 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 call this what it is he's not being yeah. an honest broker here yeah. we're um let's be done with that he is not being an honest broker here he's he's reading off the same ridiculous scroll of of talking points that that you know the the, the yuckleheads yeah, have exactly to get, exactly. To get a don't, rise don't out of us it, so right. it's what was the comment that you had on there they're re reacting the to? The comment was the same thing where I'm like, guys, I just, I said to them, like, you seem to be saying that it's for people who already own everything else. And they just freak out. They they think that there is an organized, they think they're being gang stalked by the anti-Amico people. That, like, we get together oh, yeah. and we have, like, a list for sure. of things to say to them to drive them nuts. And it's like, no, like, we all keep bringing up the same points because there's very common-sense criticisms of this thing. It's 250 bucks. That's a lot of money. What does it offer for that amount of money? And they go, well, you're just reading off a script. You guys uh, orchestrated this ahead of time. And you're like, no, bro, I just, I don't know why you guys are so excited for this thing. And what's funny, though, is that as time goes on, you know, it's it started off with, oh, these guys are haters. They're going to get shown their place. They don't know, you know, how great this is. But now as it keeps getting delayed, it was supposed to come out before Christmas. Like, it's clear that they're starting to lose steam. There's, there's less energy in their eyes. You know, the twinkle in their eyes has gone out. 
Uh, why don't you play, uh, what was it, number uh, three here that I sent you? They knew there was a part shortage in April, and they gave themselves to October. I don't see how you don't at least get founders out, people who have been backing this for two years. I, I don't know why you don't at least focus on getting that out. I agree. So let's explain <laughs> what founders are now. The founders. See, that's why this whole thing is such a little cult. So the founders are the people who pre-ordered first. Yes. And let me see if I can get the exact uh, the exact specifications of the founders edition. So these were people who pre-ordered back in uh, January 2020 for a special edition wood grain console. Uh, now this was back when original. Remember, it was supposed to be 150 bucks, but this one, or maybe this was when they announced, okay, it's actually going to be 200, which now it's 250. But at the time, they were paying an extra hundred dollars, a 300 dollars for a vintage wood grain console signed and numbered by Tommy Tallarico, including a Founders Edition patch pin poster signed by the entire Intellivision team. The Earthworm Jim anthology album, and <laughs> this is the best. Tommy Tallarico Greatest Hits Volume Two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's that's the craziest thing about this. It's not the Intellivision Amico. It's Tommy Tallarico's Intellivision Amico. Like he's the one signing it. It comes with a copy of his album. Like it's not a game console. It's one man's vanity project. And I don't understand why these dudes are so hyped about that. Well, Mike Mollusk specifically, who is a odd-looking fella. So he's talking about how he is one of these pre-order founder edition guys. And he assumes yeah. that everyone else is too. And by the way, all of us here have pre-ordered a system, right? All of us? No. Almost everybody has pre-ordered a system here. <laughs> That's not what I heard. Almost <laughs> everyone say no. Yeah. And That's why I say Saggy Melons is one of the good ones. Yeah, she she's said, funny. She's like, I'm not going to buy it until I know it's good. And I'm like, hey, good for you. She's one of the few people with a brain in her head. So as I mentioned, they bring up this topic, and they talk about it for over an hour and a half. And the other guys are, like, trying to move on, and Mullis will not let that happen. Well, go watch that. You don't, We don't have to spend 30 minutes on it here. Go watch it. Go subscribe to them. Let's let's move on. But go ahead, Nick. Well, yeah, but why, we, why do we have to keep moving on? Why, why can't we move on? Why, right. <laughs> on? I mean, this is... This is... <laughs> Mullis is like, no, I'm not moving on. we got to keep talking about this and nauseam. I can't stop. Why do we have to keep moving on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's been pushing him for a while. Yeah, exactly. I'm still a kid. And again, he's he's just been talking about stock photos for like an hour. He's yes. like, dude, we get we get that you're mad at the Ars Technica writer. We get it. But again, these guys are founders, man. The founders. We're the, we're the we're the leading guard here. We're the vanguard. You know, we have to stand by this thing and support it. He's so passionate. Uh, yeah, here's some an example. of these guys maybe are a little less insane. But here's an example of that. It, now, I want everybody to be clear on this. I'm a Founders Edition pre-order, all right? I could <laughs> not, a, not a single thing that I'm saying here is dampening my enthusiasm for the system. And believe me, a lot of that has to do, too, with you, Cyrus, and Relic, and the guys that have played it that have oh, assured you, me. 
that have assured me that that my excitement is well founded. All right, so someone played this freaking thing and said it's the most amazing thing you'll ever play, and so Moss is like, "I believe you. I am all in." And he continues to explain how pumped up he is about this. I want people to understand. I got amped tonight about stock photos from a journalist. I went after that guy on Twitter. Why? Same reason Hobbies. that I'm sitting here. Same, but the, but the same reason that I'm sitting here being this critical about the E3 presentation. I believe. I actually fully. 100% and Phil if you're still in the chat room because I did address because I looked you right in the eye about the game footage I want to address this too I 100% with every being of my soul as a gamer as a someone who grew up with the Intellivision believe in this product <laughs> man you are one pathetic loser that's the problem is that he's pot committed. <laughs> he's all in. He's he's got low pair, and he's pot committed, and he's watching these cards come out. He's like, oh shit. We could watch him play this for the first time, and it's like electric tic tac toe, and he is <laughs> got like it's the greatest. He has thing. got to laugh and clap. Yeah, because listen, listen to this. This is funny. I want to play Astro Smash more than anybody on this planet wants to play Astro Smash, and that's a fact. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like saying my performance in the bedroom is worse than any guy's on this planet. Like, why would you admit that you want to play Astro Smash so badly? It's not a cool game. It's some of these guys. I mean, their whole identity is this: this I'm a gamer. You know, I grew up playing video games. You're like, listen, man, that's fine. But I mean, I had trouble going through the clips, like trying to pull clips, because everybody at some point gives a little speech about why gaming is so important, what gaming means to them. And I'm like, guys, it's it's Tommy Tallarico's stupid plastic thing. It doesn't have anything to do with your life or your history. Like, just yeah. why do you have so much emotion wrapped up in it? Playing video games it's is not a personality, bizarre. as Croge would say. Yeah. Being a video game player is not a personality trait, all right? And actually, I think that uh, Rab summed it up perfectly. This is why people think gamers are assholes. Because you are. <laughs> I was about to say, because gamers <laughs> are assholes. You get behind someone <laughs> trying to do something. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> There's eight people who are obsessed with video games. This guy's like... Gamers are all assholes. <laughs> yep. There are a couple people I on mean, the, the show I liked. The delusion, the delusion that they have of this console is is just bizarre. Uh, they seem to think that because they keep saying to people who criticize it, well, if you just played it for two seconds, you would understand. You know, because they've gone to these little stupid uh, events that Tommy puts on where he films, you know, footage for their YouTube channel, and they go, you don't understand, when I played Astro Smash, it changed my life. You're like, no, it's a shitty Flash game. You just right. have something wrong in your head, and you've built up so much anticipation for it that you've convinced yourself it's something else. Uh, play number nine that I sent you, just for some of their delusion. <laughs> and and honestly, I mean, I've got I got like four or five people here in Maryland that, that, are, that were like, uh, hey, when you get this, can we... Can we come see it? Can we do? Can we set up a meetup? I mean, I, I could I could rent a I could rent a small hall and, sleep and bring my founders edition and have people have people play. I, I literally have people asking me if we could do that kind of thing. What a disappointing party! He wants to rent a hall. <laughs> yeah. To, can you <laughs> imagine you buy a PlayStation and you go, "I'm going to rent a hall"? Or no, you wouldn't even do that. No. And that's way more exciting 
than a fucking Intellivision Amico. If I went to that event, I'd be like, where's the poison Kool-Aid? Because I just need yeah. any way to get out of this. I want a nap. <laughs> We're going to run a hall. We're going to pack it full to play this fucking family console. I mean, that's, again, these games, look, there's some games that are like, uh, takeoffs of old and television games like and to be fair some of the games I'm like yeah I'd play that it's like a pong clone or like a Dungeons and Dragons looking thing fine but most of the like you're not going to pay $250 just to play that stuff I'm and most baseball. of the games are just like yeah they exactly talking about I'm go buy a cornhole board <laughs> so uh, you're not going to rent a hall I love when the retro bro finally comes to grips with what's actually happening here seeing what's going on in the world I don't think it it's going to come out in October. I think maybe there's going to be a soft launch. Now, this is just my opinion, okay? And that sucks. That sucks, right? That fucking sucks. But what am I going to do about it? Am I going to complain and bitch, oh, they should have done this, they should have done that? No, right? I'm just going to have to wait. So I'm going to have to just enjoy the ride, and hopefully it comes out. And, you know, at the end of the day, and I've heard OEB, it's funny because I've heard OEB Pete say this. Mm-hmm. If the thing never comes out and it's a total failure, I made some cool friends along the way, right? That's I got right. some I got yeah. to meet everybody else. So like it's not a loss. Like this isn't costing me Ouch. money to 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 talk about this on my right. channel. Oh that's that's thrown in the towel right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like you were saying before, well, Vito, where they were all pumped about this for years and then it's just getting yeah. delayed, delayed, delayed. Now they're going, I don't think this is even a thing. <laughs> if no one comes to the next ice dope show, it was a good rehearsal, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, yeah. good. Can, can you imagine trying to explain? How'd you guys become friends? Oh, we both got swindled by a charismatic <laughs> madman for a period of several years. Oh, oh, there's well, no evidence of you together. There's no evidence of this on the internet, is there? Oh, no, there's nothing but evidence of it on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. I made, a, I made a fool of myself for years <laughs> defending a psychopath and his insane vanity project. Uh, on the vanity project, now, th- again, this got delayed. And uh, real quick, play number seven. But it's tough, man. It's been tough. I saw, like, I talked to Tony, uh, Tommy, Tony. Twice I called him Tony. <laughs> talked to but, Tony uh, all the time. I t- no, I talked to him a couple, no, I really don't, but I talked to him a few times this week, and it was tough. And he, and he actually t- told me what the gift was, and it just blew my mind. Now, blew my mind. I've got a small mind, so it's easy to blow, but... Uh, yeah. Okay, so first of all, these guys talk about, oh, I'm talking to Tommy, you know, a couple times a week, and it's been tough. Or It's like, are you guys a fucking Tommy Tallarico support group or, like, a video game console group? I'm so confused. Like, it seems like they all have this weird relationship to this pseudo-father figure who, you know, as long as he gives them this game console for their birthday, they're going to live a perfect life, and if he <laughs> fucked it up, they're like, yeah, they're, wa- they're literally waiting for Daddy to come home from the store with a gift for them. Uh, but he references this gift, this idea that, well, they pushed it back, and they told everybody, well, we're going to have an exciting gift for all of you because we delayed it. And uh, here, you know, people were speculating, what would what would make sense if you delayed a game console and you had to give them a gift? Probably like a gift card so they could get a couple free games, uh, you know, maybe like an extra controller, right? Something that you would want, right? Sure. Uh, okay. The Intellivision team is working to get your Miko into your hands as soon as possible. In the meantime, as a small token of our appreciation, we are sending you the Video Game Live Collector's Edition Compendium, valued at over $200. <laughs> okay. This is... Tommy Tallarico's video game orchestra recordings. He sent them a bunch of MP3s. <laughs> he like sent them files he just has on his computer, just readily available. Yes. 
You will be receiving 13 video game live albums in MP3 format. That's worth nothing. All of those, and you can go on YouTube right now and type in video game live and listen to all of that shit for free anyway. They literally gave them nothing. And this guy goes, you know, he told me what the gift is. You know, I, it blew my mind. It blew your mind that you found out you were getting a stack of MP3s that he just has sitting around? What are you, insane? How does that blow your mind? I think that um, they want to believe. I think that that's the, uh, the problem yes. here. They're, they sound like religious kooks who, no matter how crazy the story gets, like Scientologists, when they finally realize how fucking nuts it is, but they're so committed at that point, they've invested millions of dollars and all of their lives are like, all right, yeah, Zenu, okay, fine. I'm with you. Why not? They, they have such lofty ambitions for this. They're going to rent halls. Uh, one guy, if you want to play 13 real quick, he's got the best plan. Okay. This is for people who already own other systems. This is for people who are less interested in the direction of gaming now. This is for older people who are not getting into a Switch. This is for people who, you know, uh, schools that need, you know, <laughs> multiplayer experiences. And this is advertising multiplayer experiences. And this is advertising that it's E and E10+. Plus, so it's very easy for me having a video game club or having a an after-school program to procure a couple of these can you yeah. imagine going to to your principal and going i want to purchase some intellivision amicos for the school i want you to and he goes what the fuck is that <laughs> well it's kind of like <laughs> i just think our school that's again this was in reference to the same questions i'm like who is this for yeah. And he goes, well, after school programs. Oh, well, that'll sell fucking millions then. Then never mind. You've got it all figured out. We'll yeah. just sell it to after school programs. What the fuck are you talking about? These people are living in this bizarre fucking fantasy where, like, if everyone, the second you see the Amico, it's going to change your life forever and you're going to buy it for your every kid and the, on the block. It's it's insanity, and they literally are a cult. <laughs> the fact that they call themselves the founders, it sounds sinister and bizarre. I want them to have, like, branded cloaks at this point. Wouldn't it be funny if in the Build Back Better bill, there actually is an order for millions of these consoles, and they'll be given out to every single school and low-income community, and actually they've had a plan all along. He's got this all figured yeah, out. That's what the holdup is. That's what the hold. That's what they're debating right now. Yeah. How many Amigos should we buy? Well, they don't know. They don't know if they with? should get the regular ones or the wood-paneled ones. They're like, should we spring? Yeah. Do we spend an extra fifty, hundred bucks? All right, I want to play just a couple more clips because this Mike Mullis guy tormented me all week, and now I want to torment all of you. This is Mullis just refusing to shut up. He just refuses to shut the fuck up. And Sony said, I need 8 million PlayStation 5s. And, and Tommy Please, said, I need Mike, a million. Mike. Hold on, hold on. You asked me a question. No, I didn't ask you a question. I just <laughs> said your rant was great. You just lacked the actual fact. And I put it in there. I'm not what arguing with fact? what you're saying. You were saying Sony can't get anything out there. They have to redesign it. There's nothing out there. I said, but there is stuff out there. They sold 8.6. So I just okay, want to put it out there. Back. That's all right. All. There, yes, I'm sorry. Okay. There's, yes, right. you're right. So let's big giant, big giant Sony sold something. But yeah. they, had is Garvey, Sony? they had to redesign oh their God. system. Well, hold on, because if you're going to make a point, then make the right point. I didn't point. make a point. I didn't make a point. Well, I just what are you doing? All right. 
So <laughs> now they're trying to figure out. on the same side. These guys are like supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Yeah. And now they're trying to figure out what was the point because this guy's been screaming about nonsense for so long. I, I, I okay. well, what was the point? The point was. Mike, Mike you can't and I'm going to expose you for roid rage. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ah, I don't, I don't, understand, I don't understand. I would, I would have fight over bones with Mike. And that I, I totally forgot. I mean, the point was at, at, at this rate. I mean, well, I, I, I know, know the I point know. is because Mike goes over twenty minutes yelling about something that no Listen, one else is hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. Like you know, chill. Chill. You give everybody a bubble tea. I don't you know this is serious. It's like my family. No, like this in the chat. That's a real show that I had to listen to because of fucking Vito Giswaldi. Sorry, I see why everyone hates you now. <laughs> well, I would have found you a less contentious episode, but again, they've deleted them all because they all yeah. devolve into these insane infights that they then have to make a video afterwards where they go, we have to apologize for episode 15 that devolved into a bunch of screaming <laughs> or whatever else. Like, the no episode remains up now. The, the ep One of the episodes I sent you was unlisted. Yes, because, that, like, just I was going to say, that episode is unlisted because they had to take it down. I don't know why this is causing so much controversy. It's a bunch of nerds debating nerd shit. Isn't that what's always <laughs> happening really, it is such an up and down. And again, like, I wish we had all the episodes because just the enthusiasm they had at the beginning and then, like, the last couple episodes have just been like, it's not coming out. I have, <laughs> you know, there is no future. This is the end for the founders. It's uh, been such a character arc for these people. I love it. Um, all right. Anything uh, else you want to play? A, I think I have one Mike Mullis clip, uh, number six. Just okay. It just sounded a little weird to me. We care about it because we've played it. We've touched it. You know, my son has put his hands on this thing and and enjoyed it and wants it. What is he talking about there? <laughs> <laughs> his son's put his hands on it and he liked it. Your Honor, exib it. Exhibit A. <laughs> exhibit A. <laughs> we locked this guy away. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think these guys realize what's coming out of their mouth half the time. No. But they are not shy from talking. This other episode that, that I wanted to pull clips from, thank God I didn't because I have too much, obviously. But this other one, yeah. the topic of conversation... And there's like eight people in this room again. And the question is, what game would you want to have available on the new Amico? And they're just going around talking about old video games that they like and how it'd be cool if that was available on the Amico. I'm like, this is what children would do. Yeah. Talking about video games that they like. Who's your favorite superhero? And can't you just already play those? Like, what, you want, like, new versions of them or something? Well, right, that doesn't, it doesn't even make fucking sense. You're like, well, you know what, there's this really fun game I've been playing on the Xbox. Well, then keep playing on the Xbox, then. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> well, that that's the weirdest thing is you're like, all, all these games that they want, you're like, well, wouldn't you just play it? if it would, It's not that the console is making the game good. Again, there's a couple of Miko games that look like they might be kind of fun, but... Like, if they put them on the Xbox, they're going to be just as fun as if they were on Tommy's whoa, weird... Whoa, whoa, you're uh, one of them. You're one of yeah. them. Oh, you probably pre-ordered. You're probably a founder. <laughs> All those games are going to end up on the Xbox when this thing, you know, doesn't even come... I don't know if it's coming out at this point. Like, they're out of money. Dude, these games, uh, these games suck. You can try to invest right now. Uh, I'm looking at their investing uh, page. Do you know, I think it's Fig or whatever, where you can invest... No thousands thanks. of dollars in these companies <laughs> that aren't public, and uh, I'll keep buying Safe Moon. Thank you very much. I have more confidence well, they keep in having, that. They keep having problems because they keep violating FTC regulations in very weird ways. Like yeah. at one point, the guy—I think it was Jay Allard, the guy who like helped get the original Xbox going. 
They're like, oh, we've got Jay Allard on board. He's in charge of our whole thing. And then he, you know, very quickly probably looked at it and went, what the fuck am I doing? And left after like a week. Yep. But they left him on the investor page for months. Like, Jay Allard from Xbox. He's one of our guys. And then eventually someone's like, hey, is Jay Allard still with the company? And they're like, oh, no, he left back in March. And you're like, well then you can't have him on your investor page. You're literally misleading investors at this point. He was still in the presentation uh, that they were giving to investors after he had left. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, and then they make these videos where they're like, look at these families enjoying it. And then people dig into it and they're like, well, that guy who says he loved it uh, invested $30,000 into it. So I don't know if you're allowed to put an investor in your pitch and you're, well, me and my family just really enjoyed playing Astro Smash. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that true? Or are you just saying that because you're like, oh God, Tommy has my money and I'm never getting it back. We just can't get enough of Evil Knievel. It's just such a fun game that we're all playing together. I'm yeah. Evil Knievel, again, one of the phone games that is literally five years old. Some of these games are five, six years old phone games. It's it's insane. All right. Um, I feel like we need to move on from this yeah. show. Unless there's, there's, anything... there's so much to dig into. There, it, there uh, was. I find it very interesting, but I would say if, if anybody wants more in television and Muco coverage, uh, Pat the NES Punk on uh, YouTube covers a lot of this new stuff coming out. That's a great resource. Uh, and I just really enjoy keeping up with the drama. I don't think I don't know if this thing's ever coming out, and if it does, uh, it's gonna crash and burn. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what happens. How and, are they gonna uh, have enough money left to produce enough to put in a Walmart? Right. Like they, they're at the point now where unless somebody comes along with a million dollars to like invest in the company, like you know, <laughs> the the yes, there's been some COVID supply chain stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to you guys didn't buy the parts on time. They kept holding off on buying the parts. And at this point now, like trying to get any parts is a fortune. And they still got all this staff they got to pay. You're like, guys, uh, the founders, founders, you got to wake up. You're not getting your thing. You, you might just get fucked here. Ryan Bemrose in the uh, Discord says, if anyone wants more coverage of this riveting topic, please report to your local government office to be euthanized. All right. We get your <laughs> point there, Mr. Bemrose. So uh, that brings us to uh, this fun part of our show. Cringe of the week. Cringe of the week. This is the part of the show where maybe you're listening to a podcast you enjoy. Maybe you just stumble upon one you didn't know about and you hear something very cringy and you send it to me so that I can play it as the cringe of the week. This week we have one that came in from Nicholas Lambert. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of the show and content for a long time. This is a show called Chiluminati. Are you familiar with this show, Vito? Of course, I listen to it all. No, I don't fucking know what that well, is. Well, the reason why I asked you is because they're making over ten grand a month on Patreon. I was like, holy shit, what are these guys? Illuminati? Chil what? Illuminati. This is how oh, a recent episode that just uh, dropped started off. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode 126. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by two co-hosts, the, oh shit, I didn't think of Mario and Luigi, that's what you are right now, the Mario and Luigi of LA, that's, uh, we already that's did who this you one. are. We already did that, we already did that. Did we right. Restart, restart. Oh, okay, hang on, I gotta restart, rewind. Restart, restart. The cat dog, the cat dog of LA. Which one's oh. the butt? That's, is there a butt? That's the whole deal with cat dog. Which one is the butt? All right, right. Well, which one's the butt? Am I the cat or the dog? Alex is the dog for sure, and I'm the cat. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm a dog. Yeah, you're I, a you dog. I'm a, a dirty I got dog. That, I got that slobbery face. Yeah, you slobbery. I'm over here I like. I got that slobbery face. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm a cat. 
I'm a bitch. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a bitch. She's got that vibe. <laughs> that, that's I'm the vibe a he gives. sassy bitch. Oh, I'm Her. a bitch. It sounds, it sounds like Don Knotts like, took an Ambien or something. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed up too late. Don't I'm a worry bitch. about it. It's a, guy, it's a guy turning into a chicken slowly. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a <laughs> this is getting weird. I don't Guys, know what's welcome happening. Welcome back anymore. to the Halloween yeah. special. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so is November people, 7th. A few people out there uh, reached out and was like, hey, you guys doing a Halloween special this year? I'm going to be real. It kind of blew me by. With Halloween fell on a Sunday, but we got back from the live show like the, uh, the day before. Kinda, yeah, and it kind of just... felt like the live show ended up being our Halloween special this year, but you know, the, it, the, was. The, it was the a super special. We're not satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is a, it was an exclusive special for a small number of people. So, not to. <laughs> is it the is it Star Trek theme here with us. Oh my oh, God! Ooh, the Halloween past. Oh no! Oh, it's just I like it. It's like a safer atmosphere, and there's bigger candy bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. King size cool. candy bars only for everybody. Didn't you? Didn't you guys ever have that house? And it goes on from there. I could have kept it going for a while because they continue to sing for some reason and talk about candy bars. And that's a fucking yeah. debacle. Holy shit. I know one of those guys. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, he's not great. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so did you know, you didn't know that it was, that he was on Chiluminati or were you just holding no, out on it? No idea. Uh, he's this guy... He did another. Th- I don't know. Whatever. He's a guy who's basically like a version of me, if I had just, you know, kept being a loud bearded asshole. And uh, wait, what are you? Good, what, good, what do you mean? What, what, it, what changed? <laughs> well, like, there's like a certain level where, like, are you just gonna stay a child and just make goofy noises with your mouth and like never really, you know? He does like Pokemon stream. I don't know. I guess I'm no better. I shouldn't cast shade. <laughs> Uh, he's like an alternate reality version of myself, and he, he stopped following me on Twitter. So I'm glad that he now has a podcast where he just makes stupid noises. Well, people in the chat were saying that uh, they've heard the show and that it's uh, hit or miss. So I guess I'll have to look into that. Maybe that could be uh, a feature at some point. Yeah, well, that was that was awful. Whatever that was, <laughs> that was like unlistenable. Yeah, that was that <laughs> that was definitely cringe worthy. Very, very much so. Larry Bleidner is with us. Larry, what's happening, buddy? Oh, baby. Hey, there he is. How are you, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for hopping on the show. You had sent me a note me. about a podcast called Staying Alive with Technology. You didn't have nice things to say about it. And so I thought maybe you'd come on and we can play a couple clips and, and chat it up a little bit. Sure. How did you find this show? You know, I can't recall how the how or where I stumbled over it. All right, but but uh, somehow I did, and I thought this sounds really bad. And then uh, when, I, when I listened to it, uh, it's kind of a post mortem on that uh, on that uh, that site, Second Life. Yes, right? and I became interested in that because years ago, this chick used to cut my hair. And she, you know, like for two or three haircuts, all she would talk about was second life, second life. And I thought, oh, maybe I better see what this is, you know. So, so I, I, I checked it out. And after about three minutes, I had more than enough, you know. So, so I thought, how do, you, how do you wrap an entire podcast about basically a, around a, a mordant, uh, um, you know, or barely alive 
enterprise like that. But and they talk did. about that too. So. so this is a show hosted by Melinda Byerly and yes. Melinda, right off the, the start of the show. Welcome to Staying Alive in Technology, a series of conversations with Silicon Valley veterans touching on war stories from the past and practical advice for today. And now, here's your host, Melinda Byerly, founding partner of Fiddlehead, a digital marketing consultancy. Oh, she's a digital marketing <laughs> consultant? I'm already like, boo! <laughs> and I mean, first of all, the, the theme from Shaft is a kind of an intro. That's that's kind of out there, right? And war stories from the past. I mean, how much more narrow can we make this? It's about Silicon Valley, which only Silicon Valley people, I think, really give a shit about. Right. And then it's going to be it's going to be war stories that only we know about as well. <laughs> and, and they talk it's, to this guy, James Ow, or James yes. O. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Yeah. And this right. guy is a blogger. I mean, am I missing yes. something? He That's all he talks no, he about also, is he has a blog. He is a blogger. He also claims to have written a couple of books. Okay. Um, and he's, he's more in the pipeline. Yeah. And yeah. this woman asks really stupid questions. So this guy was working for the company that made Second Life. And he was brought in as a contractor to write about it. Mm. Right? Yes. I mean, that, that was his job. So very exciting stuff. Job. And Melinda asked the hard-hitting questions. What was the first game you played, or when did you become aware of technology as a child? <laughs> what was the first game you played, or <laughs> when did you first become aware of technology as a child? <laughs> Whichever's more fun for you. <laughs> Wait, what, I think it was I... when I stuck my finger in a socket. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the game. <laughs> That's the technology, yeah. <laughs> I have another example of a terrible question. I'll let you get to your clips, too. Larry, but um, this is just not how you interview someone on a podcast. I guess I ask you, you know, how has Second Life changed from those early days and pre-beta to like where it is now? How much has it changed or how much has it not changed? Are some of those people you talk to still there? Wait, what? (laughs) How much has it changed? Or actually, has it not changed at all? And actually, is anyone still there that you used to work with? Do you talk to those people? Just pick one question. (laughs) And ask it. You, you're giving two questions that are a little like at odds with each other. Right. Like, pick one lane. Yeah. Yeah. But she actually. Do you like sandwiches or would you ever shoot a man for a dollar? <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually topped herself with that one, Carl, since yeah. we're there. Why don't you click uh, uh, clip nine? How, what, how did your perspective on work or life or your career or these companies changed once you were inside inside the company how did your perspective on your career your life your being the universe your pizza toppings you know i mean holy shit larry not everyone should host a podcast i guess is my point you know god damn it carl you're so right but you know what people think that they they can they succeed in one arena and they they can do it all you know and um there's this is living proof here this woman wouldn't even be good at like a job interview let alone interviewing someone on a podcast no tell me a hurdle that you overcame or maybe tell me about a time that you did a good job at work or tell me about what your weaknesses are yeah exactly (laughs) okay and where do you see yourself in five years what that one? <laughs> My standard reply to that was always astride your grave. Uh, <laughs> Very good. That, that's why you're the success that you are, Larry. Exactly. Yes. The corporate <laughs> titan. What Got else it. do you have out here that you want to play? Again, as you said, not everybody should be doing podcasts. And this woman, 
invariably, no matter what this guy says, and he doesn't say much that's even remotely interesting, but in slogging through this uh, this this swamp, this quicksand, um, he did he did sort of say something that well, this this is a fascinating story, and he no sooner got the you know the the, the broad strokes out of his mouth that she just snatched it away and made it about her, which is what almost all these wannabe podcast interview people do, and listen to her do that. They can't help themselves. One guy became a virtual detective in Second Life. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yes, and so he would uh, he would run a sting operation for pe- for his clients who suspected that their avatar boyfriend or girlfriend was cheating on them. And so, oh my God, that's funny. He ran a, he ran a honey trap operation where he'd have uh, he'd have uh, men and women on his clientele list who or on his uh, on a staff list who would approach the uh, suspected cheater to see if they would take the take the bait so, yeah it was interesting because when i came to second to linden after i, I spent time at ebay and paypal oh, okay. and in fact i was brought in to help build the ebay of second life the virtual right. the virtual goods store like they had just bought x street sl and they were going to a new right. platform and all of that so i had a lot of experience in marketplaces and policy yeah i always tell people the best part about working at the lab is you get to have a meeting called skins and nipples so, because <laughs> you're having a discussion about what you can sell and what you can't. But I saw a lot of this stuff happening at eBay, so it didn't shock me. Like, I remember at eBay, we had the um, in the diamond rings category. Part of your job. What is going on here? Thank you. <laughs> so this guy finally says some. I thought, shit, I'd like to hear about that. So there are actually detectives in the city thing trying to find out if people are cheating digitally. Right. I mean, who gives a fuck? But maybe maybe it went somewhere. Maybe somebody got shot or killed somebody. There's at least a, a you know a nasty divorce. But what does Melinda do? Oh, let me tell you about me and eBay and diamond rings. It wasn't even related to the topic. I don't know how she got no. to that. Not even close. <laughs> oh, <that was> almost <laughs> impressive. Is how bad that was. So so second life is not doing well right no well this yeah yeah he said there's another funny one uh, uh there's a clip on that clip seven um where she, she says how's it doing and he says well it's it's uh, basically the fucking thing's flatlined since it's in since it was inception and it's got six hundred thousand. he says you know regular users yeah um which i understand is pretty i mean sounds robust to me but uh this roblox thing is like 200 million worldwide so i guess yeah second life's pretty pretty piss poor um, but he keeps he keeps saying throughout this interview that it's the big mystery. In fact, it's in the show notes on the page. The mystery, the mystery of why Second Life isn't bigger than Facebook, you know. But then they answer it several times, and you'll you'll hear this, you know, why? Well, it's exactly why the fucking think tank went nowhere. To me, that's the biggest mystery, and I think it's the biggest mystery in Silicon Valley. Is how did something that got an incredible amount of press to the point of it's, you know, on the front page of the New York Times, it's showing up on CNN, it's, you know, t- TV shows, it's uh, showing up in The Office and other TV shows uh, and movies. And Second Life got the most attention at the time of any virtual world. And uh, even crossovers like uh, CSI, the te- TV show, they had an official experience in Second Life because they had a uh, an episode with Second Life in it, and then uh, viewers could jump in. Right. So uh, we've all heard of Second Life, even though we haven't used it. We've all heard about it. We've all heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I used it so, for years. Yeah. Did you? Really- 
Yeah, and I'll tell you why it's not popular. It's the most confusing fucking thing in the world. It makes no... You're like, all I want to do is make a character that looks kind of cool and put some cool clothes on them. And they're like, yeah, that's going to take like three years using this program before you figure out how to do that. It's no Amico. You can't just hop right in and start playing. No, it's the most... It's super complicated. Like, trying to put a jacket on your character, you have to like learn like how to move it around in 3D. You can't just click like put the jacket on. You got to like move all the individual parts and unlink them from each other because the collar's clipping through whatever. Uh, and then you have no idea where to go. You have no idea who to talk to. And everywhere you go, furries are just like, you know, having sex with each other. And you're like, well, I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I think the only people using it anymore are using it to do crazy sex chat. Yeah, well, he 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 basically said said that that it was it was you know it was overly complex. It didn't sort of uh, uh, it was kind of a blank slate. Uh, he said that the the original developer was a big fan of Burning Man, and so he thought it basically let's do Burning Man and just people will arrive and figure it the fuck out. Well, I guess they didn't. Um, but this guy, his sort of uh, his ego trip is in clip three. Guess James Ow. <laughs> Where he talks about how he embedded himself, like you know, like some guy in Vietnam or Fallujah or something, you know, in the in this uh, in this uh, this this whatever the fuck you call it. Is it a game? I don't know. Virtual um, so, world. So that he could get at the hidden stories. It's a pretty funny clip. It's clip three. Well, I call it an embedded journalist in a virtual world. So it's just I'm embedded and I'm an avatar reporting on other avatars, and this is what they say they are. Uh, though. What's been weird, and I've been doing this over 15 years, not one of my stories has uh, kind of been contradicted. Like uh, You didn't find out that somebody was lying about whoever they said they were. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. I know why this is true, that no one's ever contradicted one of his stories. It's because his stories... No one's looking into this. No one wants to know if it's true or not. Who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, so getting back to the fact that this has not been a success and it plateaued right. some time ago, I thought this was right. a weird word to use for that. But for some reason, Second Life itself, the platform has never been able to grow. And it's it's an amazing microcosm. And I said in my first book, you know, this this might be what it is. It just becomes an amazing microcosm of under a million people. Why is that a microcosm? Is it because the word micro's in there? So he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a small group of people who use it. So it's a microcosm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? yeah, somewhere in these clips, uh, Carl, he also uses the, the new darling phrase. Have you check, listened to one podcast, one newscast, anything these days, and within 35 seconds, some fucking asshole is going to say, this is an inflection point. Right. Right. Yeah, he's got that in there. So along with microcosm, you know, these darling words that get very popular, he's got that one. Yeah, but that he didn't use microcosm correctly is, what, is my point. No, he didn't. <laughs> exactly. That's not how that works at all. Here's another one. And it, this one made me think back to the show we did, <clears throat> excuse me, on Perez uh, Hilton. If you remember his his artful, seamless commercial placements that yes. made him stand out from everyone else, right? <laughs> check, you're going to love this. Check uh, Cut 11. Well, they all, all are too. Minecraft. Platforms. I yeah. saw have seen those videos on YouTube, kids, where people have inserted some incredibly adult, you know, yeah. whether it's murder or suicide warnings or all sorts of crazy stuff going on side, you know, like it's still not being solved. There's still it's like we're still struggling in tech to understand that our child can be used for for evil. 
This is Melinda here, your host for Staying Alive in Tech. We are the only podcast to feature long-form, first-person oral histories of Silicon Valley. We're now heard in over 60 countries, and our average listening time is over 45 minutes. So human trafficking is really terrible. Oh, yeah, it's going on all the time. Yeah. Hey, check out my next podcast. You're going to be really excited. <laughs> if you're enjoying this. And, and she self-identifies as if it's a panel of a dozen people. You know, this is Melinda again. Really? Who else would it be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're the only one talking. I know that. <laughs> One of the other things they talk about on this show is because she also worked for this company that made uh, Second Life. So she's really into it. And she talks about how they used to have these virtual meetings in Second Life. So, yeah, virtual meetings that that was happening in Second Life. And so companies were experimenting with that. So, yeah, I I love to talk about that, like how meeting I like to tell people I learned to work virtually working at the lab. This is boring. The whole thing. (laughs) Talking about virtual meetings is not good content for a podcast. Wow, they were so powerful. They were so powerful. I'll tell you why virtual meetings are working so well in the year 2021. I I would love to see a scholar at some point talk about things like racism and sexism and and other isms that that are you know how how, because we're seeing it already in the pandemic. You know, women of color have been saying we I like it better working remotely. We we have fewer microaggressions. Everyone likes working remotely better. Everyone wants to stay home. Uh, why do you like it? Uh, fewer microaggressions. Uh, that's why. Yeah, yeah, I'm a woman of color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of these virtual meetings, it was the guy was like, it was like a, a you know a Siberian motif, and she actually started to shiver. She's so, looking at a, a computer screen, and she said yeah. that because it was a winter theme, she got cold. She got cold. I don't think no. that that's possibly so. true. That sounds stupid. <laughs> but okay, if you say so. Yeah. She also explained that she was a pink bunny, and she goes um, for for reasons I don't yes. want to get into here. And I could explain what it is. She goes, well, you know, you have to go to my psychiatrist to figure out why therapist. I was a pink bunny or therapist or whatever. Yes. Um, I think the reason is because she's a extremely unattractive person in real life, and bunnies are cute. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, I just think when when I hear this stuff, I'm like. These, these people, I mean, they're, they're so deeply into this bizarro make-believe world on so many levels. It's just, to me, it's like, you know, it's mind-blowing. I, you know, well, I was but unimpressed I just... with the host and the guest on this one. I thought mm-hmm. both of these people were boring as shit. Especially this guy, yeah. James, who comes on. He's just like, yeah, man, I've been blogging since before blogs were blogs. Like, okay. Right. It's not, I feel hey. like Michael Rappaport, you're... You're still proud of your blog? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong right. with you? Um, but then here's the other thing she said in her opening thing, I think in her opening salvo, and that clip ran way too long. I apologize for that. I realized I, I let it do it. Was, it was kind of a run on clip. But she actually said something like, um, you know, here we are. We're, at, we're, we're chugging along. You know, we're doing so much content. We're at show number 10 for this year. Yeah. <laughs> 10. Oh, we're really pushing it. Yeah. This season's almost already over. I'm so done. Wow. That's another thing that I hate in podcasting. People who have seasons. Yeah. You're not a TV seasons. show. Why do you have seasons? What are you hoping to get renewed? What, what do you, why why do you have go. seasons? I know you're hoping to kill me off. <laughs> so you only get a season if, if like the season has like a particular theme. Like if, you're, right. if like those true right. crime ones. Yeah. Okay. Like cereal or something. Yeah. yeah. Then it makes sense. But yeah, think- otherwise, just put the number. Yeah, just consistently make an episode and put a number on it so people know where to find yeah. it. 
you have these dummies who think that like, oh, I'll take the summer off because I do podcasts in seasons. Well, uh, just so you know, people have habits that they have. And when your show stops getting up, stops getting updated, they never go back to find it again. Yeah. So that's really stupid. It's not a good strategy. <laughs> Larry, anything else from this show that you uh, want to point out? Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe let's, uh, you know, give a clip five a, a click there, Carl. See what we get. Point is that, like, you could pick whatever you wanted to be. And that allowed people, I felt, to see you as you wanted to be seen versus how they saw you or were conditioned to see you by whatever is going on in the culture. It's, it's exactly. incredibly powerful. And it's it's awesome. We're finally at that inflection point where I think people get it because these worlds like Fortnite and Roblox and so on are so huge. And, and this is sort of the expected uh, interaction mode where people, you know, if you have an avatar, people are totally they understand the concept. And and I, I think to a certain extent, understand what you're talking about, that that power to express yourself not through your your your, your kind of real life surface your you know the body you were born with but express the mind that you've uh, cultivated uh, on your own by yourself to a certain extent yeah so, who you are as a yeah. soul like who you who your soul is to boring. not to be too spiritual about it but just your essence if you will <laughs> yeah. it's yes. boring not, that is, as you know, sort of shit by the physical manifestation. I always tell people the moment I knew there was something there was I was in a meeting. It was somebody's office. And for those who don't know Second Life, executives at Linden have what they call they have they're called private islands essentially. So they're walled off the places of the metaverse cares? where nobody can come unless by invitation. It's just like a velvet rope or a, a locked door in real life. And so we're in somebody's office, one of the executive's offices Time having a meeting in Second Life, and it was winter. Their office was a winter scene, and it was the middle of summer in San Francisco, and I was <laughs> shivering. Bullshit. I was cold. And I was upstairs at the lab, which generally is pretty warm. And I found myself, right. wait a minute, I'm cold. My body is reacting as though I were in a snow, a snowy place. There's something here. Like, yeah, this is here. wild. <laughs> like, I, and I played video games since I was a kid, too. I mean, I mm -hmm. played, you know, even Diablo and The Sims, and I played all that stuff, and I had never had a moment like that. It's dumb. See, these people talk about this. Yeah, they're so lofty about it. You can be your truest self or whatever. And if somebody's po posting in the chat, it's like, yeah, but is your truest self like a chick with, like, X-cut breasts with dick nipples and fucking... Shitting all over everybody. Like, Second Life is... You go on there because it's fucking hilarious that people are just like, I can live out the most disgusting sexual fetish in a virtual 3D environment. And uh, they do it. And you're allowed to just watch it. It's, uh, yeah. There was a great uh, series on Something Awful for the longest time where a bunch of guys would dress up like the uh, Star Trek cadets, you know, wearing the... Mm. Or in the outfits, and they would go to these horrific sexual islands and be like, we found the native population here. They like to strap each other into this machine and have it pound their butt. And you're like, that's pretty much like half of what Second Life is, as far as I understand. <laughs> this is why and you're like, Picard, okay. Picard was accidentally trapped inside the machine for a period of time. It's just Captain Picard trapped in some horrible bondage fucking uh, 3D model. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So I'm glad these people have, uh, you know, yeah. found something so beautiful about it. Maybe you can find your true identity. Well, what was really struck me was that this this woman is saying how 
No, uh, I, it basically, she's using everything but saying what what it is factual. You can be, you can you can hide behind some fucking kooky avatar persona. You and she's saying you're not you're not perceived the way you, the culture perceives you. No, the culture doesn't perceive you. People's fucking eyes perceive you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's what that's what establishes the perceptions. But in her world, no. So. I don't want to work out, and I don't want to buy nice clothing. What don't you understand about that? Exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. give me a second life. <laughs> People still buy shit and convert real money into their fucking, you know, fiat currency in that thing, or is, is that still going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Well, whenever you want to wow. buy new stuff for your character, you uh, you buy their stupid little coins, and then you invest wow. in it, I guess. You can get, like, free stuff, but, you know, the guys are really committed. Larry, I like uh, how you're acting like buy. the U.S. dollar is worth more than whatever it is in Second Life. I'm sure that <laughs> money's not, more I'm real sure. than anything you got in your pocket right now. You're right. $6 gas in L.A., so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sucks. I thought you were going to get out of there. What's going on, Larry? Why, why haven't you left I'm, there yet? Listen, I'm doing the best I can, Carl. I am. But, uh, you know, when, when you get the kiddies and they're yeah, in school, and that's, that's kind of, it complicates things. So I'm just going to kill my kids. And then, you know, <laughs> There's That's always smart, a solution. So. You just gotta look hard enough. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Someone's so. asking: Is is the inflation in Second Life at six point five percent year over year like it is? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, it's a fuck ton more than that. Dig this. This is a fact. Okay. Almost Thanksgiving, right? And for the past, you know, five or six years, my wife and family have always said, "Hey." Fuck the cooking. You could go to these upscale supermarkets, right, Gelson's or whatever, and they will cook you uh, like a 16-pound bird mm -hmm. with all the trimmings and the size, all that shit. It was less than 100 bucks. I mean, they would d deliver that for less than basically you could do it yourself with no fuss, no muss, no bother, right? Yeah. Okay? Guess what? My wife called up just yesterday, you know, ordered one of these turkeys. A turkey for four, which I imagine is about the dimensions of a Cornish hen, right? Yeah. The trimmings and everything, 280 bucks. Holy shit. Jesus. Holy shit. Hey, so there's there's some inflation for you. Yeah. And, that's and you why... can't even get a full-size turkey. That's like, fuck you. We're, we're out of those. And that's why people oh. need to go on Larry's Patreon patreon.com slash that larry show yes, indeed i am a proud uh, patreon supporter and i i love that larry show and you're doing a new show with darren o'neill called planet rage yes yes and we're having a lot of fun doing that um yeah yeah that's every monday and it's in the live stream with uh, the no agenda guys i heard on, and, on uh, no agenda that you guys were going to be on there that's that's awesome yeah, it's so uh, it's it's fun, you know, because and the beauty of it is Darren does all the heavy lifting. God bless him, and he should because he's fucking six foot five, or six. Um, so, so, so basically, it's like uh, you know, he sends me a clean feed link. Um, I have a, like this. I have a couple of rage clips, whatever. I shoot him the night before, sometimes even eight seconds before. The guy's fast, and and we do it. We have a lot of fun. So you're yeah. a shitty co-host, and you're admitting that right now on the show. All right, Terrible. cool. Good for you. <laughs> Here's some last minute shit here. Quick, get this prepared. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's, let's um, do it. But you know what? It, it actually works out because the 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 the, uh, the one that was a really a home run that people went berserk over was I dug up this kind of uh, musty clip of Alec Baldwin. This is right after his little gunplay episode uh, where he had cursed out his 12 year old kid and she recorded him. Yeah, the rude um, little pig. Why is she recording these messages? 
Exactly, exactly. And uh, wow, people, <laughs> that, that struck a chord. <laughs> yeah, he's. I forgot about that. What was he yelling at yeah. her about? Didn't she was, I guess it may have even predated cell phones being that common. I don't think so. Somehow I think it was like in it was the before early 2000s. Yeah. Maybe before smartphones. That was probably it. Yeah. And so apparently he had been trying to reach her by phone. You know, he was in New York. She was in L.A. And finally, and he left her, he left her this, this long voicemail on her answering machine that went on for like two and a half minutes, just going apeshit about you're never there when I call and you selfish little pig and blah, blah, blah. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, <cold. laughs> it was wild. selfish little bitch. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and he was talking about, he was talking about Kim Basinger too, which yeah. is her mom. And he's like, just like your mother, you're a rude little pig. That's, that's so right, funny. he worked that in there. He got the shot at mom too, yeah. <laughs> So great. I mean, let's let's keep one thing straight. Alec Baldwin's hilarious, right? We can all agree yes. on that. Whether he's Baldwin, whether yeah, he's nobody Trump, gives him enough credit. Yeah, whether he's Trump or calling out his kid, he's just fucking funny. Uh, all right. Well, Planet yeah. Rage is a new show. What what's the premise of that one? You know, it's basically um, um, you know people. It's it's you know of course rage is a great cathartic, is it not? So. Um, we, we, we will pick a clip or two of somebody uh, blowing their stack and pick it apart, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, Darren, sometimes he just, he, I think he plays games because he'll he'll uh, pick a clip from, uh, you know, some politician, some commie that pisses me off knowing that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my shit, and, and we'll, we'll do that. But generally, it's just like we're going to have one, um, well, I can't, I can't give it away. We got another good Hollywood rage coming up uh, oh, great. this Monday. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Larry, for uh, for coming on the show. Thank Always you. good to talk to you. And uh, is that Vito, the fabulous Vito? It is. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I want to say I loved your uh, your adventure at Netflix. Um, oh, you. did you watch the the twenty minute cut? See the twenty minute cut, but I'd like to. But what I saw, you you, I got to say, you really, you really, you maintained your composure. You kept smiling in the face of great adversity. Um, you know, kudos to you, man. That's the way you got to do it. I mean, me and Dick have been telling everybody. It's uh, yeah. You when you're faced with madness, you just gotta laugh in the face. Very impressive. Uh, but I would say, yeah, if you check out my channel, we have a whole supercut of every one thing that oh, went will. down that day, and uh, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. We had, a, we had some It fun. is very funny. Have there any arrests been made? Because I know Dick pressed charges against those guys, right? Didn't you know, the LAPD is the LAPD. It's like <laughs> uh, yeah. you go, hey, uh, a guy, you know, beat me up. Whatever they go, yeah, well. I that sounds like a lot of paperwork. So yeah. I think Dick's pressing them. Me, I've tried a couple times to get them, but I don't know, man. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if anything, though, we're just getting out the name of that writer who was fucking with, you know. I want that mm. guy to answer a little bit for, because the guy who sure. broke my side, I don't know if you know that, that he was, you know, a comedy writer. Uh, he's writing the Frasier reboot right now. And we're like, oh, how's yeah. a comedy writer going to go out there and start stamping on signs that say, we like jokes? Like, this is yeah. absurd. Well, you know, there's very few. If, if you want to look for a real writer, never look on a TV show. Because right. it's always, it's, it's you know, 12 or 16 clowns in a room together eating pizza and thinking, what can we steal from another show that worked and camouflage it and then make it work for us? <laughs> That's all I fucking do. Really. Camouflage there's, there's no it and make it, yeah, take any edge or yeah. interest out of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. make it as palatable yeah. as possible. We're talking about the yeah. Amy Schumer show again on here? Huh? Are we talking about the Amy Schumer show? Yeah. I was saying recently that she she stole sketches like word for word yes. for that show, or at Correct. least one of her writers. Is that right? Yeah, word for word. 
I saw Vito, speaking of this uh, Netflix protest, you guys were on Legion of Skanks uh, a couple weeks yeah. ago, you, you and Dick Masterson. And uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that a lot. If people haven't seen this, you can go on Vito's YouTube page. It's right up there. The, the full-length video of them going to the protest and having their signs ripped from them and Dick, like, literally getting beat up. I mean, they, they smashed him into, awful, like, yeah, this stone monument him, really. thing. Dude, Dick was not happy. It was like not funny. It sucked. Yeah, like, no, he, he had a I'm like, oh, you got hit, ha ha. And he's like, no, I got hit. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But, <laughs> like, but to Larry's yeah. point, what was really impressive was how you guys kept your composure. And when you went on oh. Legion of Skanks, you know, Louis J. Gomez and those guys are like, wow, I would have kicked their fucking asses. And Dick goes, you can't do that. That you can't go yeah. to a protest expecting to get into a fight, then you lose. Then you've lost. Right. You, we would have immediately lost. It would have just been yeah. like, well, look at these transphobes. Right. Which was what they reported up, anyway. Being violent. Yeah. They tried to do that anyway. There, exactly. there was like one of these Antifa sites. They said, well, the, you know, Dick was out there strangling people. I'm like, strangling? We didn't strangle anybody. What are you talking didn't about? touch anyone. And they're, uh, yeah. They're acting like you guys were like fighting them. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that we didn't give them even an inch because even without an inch, they tried to take a mile. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Sure. All right. Well, Larry, thank you uh, again for coming thank on. You. And let's uh, let's talk again soon. Maybe another crossover at some point. Anytime, Carl. Always awesome. a pleasure. Nice meeting you, Vito. Nice meeting you. See you guys. Have fun, Larry. See you. Bye. I guess I didn't realize that you guys had not met before. I figured, you know, uh, L.A. Yeah, we're in some Dick of the connection. same circles, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, I guess that's what I would have yeah. uh, thought. I don't leave my house is uh, one thing. What's, what's that going to do for you? You make all your money on the internet. Why leave your house? It's a waste of time. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Especially in LA where it's like, where are you going to go? Like two minutes up the road and then realize there's traffic and turn right back around? Well, there's one place you could go and that's the Pickwick Pub. <laughs> I got to talk about Centering John a little bit today, if you guys don't mind. Of course. Of course. (laughs) I mean, he's just saying some ridiculous shit. And I I always enjoy it when he's talking about Republicans. They don't care. They care about one thing, money and power. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the funniest things he's ever said. (laughs) Those one things. They care about one thing, two things. <laughs> All they care about is that one thing, money, power, women. All right, so oh, John had a tough night this past week, and uh, I feel for him. This sounds like it was rough. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Vito, but, um, man, he, he could have died. Had a really oh. tough night last night. I took my son out to dinner but when I went, I went to the gym like an idiot and worked out really too hard. That's me, though. First, <laughs> here's this fat lump going. That's just how I am. I just, I, I take things too. I work out way too hard. Like obviously, John, that's the problem. Yeah, you work out too hard. <laughs> okay. That's me, though. First time back in the gym, I work out like crazy because you know I got to do it for the ladies, and uh, and then. Go to the pub, have a pint, and then go <laughs> pick up my son, and then we're going to go have dinner. Wait a second. Why is the bar the thing in between the gym and going to dinner with your son? Yeah. That's bizarre, right? 
That uh, that undoes your workout pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly, right? Well, he explains it was just the one pint. Um, don't worry, one pint is under the limit. Anyway, <laughs> then someone pointed out that in the subreddit, somebody pointed out that alcoholics always have to tell you things that you already know. Just so you know, one pint is okay. You can still drive after you've had one pint of beer. Like, yeah, we know. You don't have to. Oh, defend yourself you. and every it makes me feel like maybe there was something else going on you're like no it was just one it was just one but <laughs> as i'm at the pub i'm starting to get all crazy and dizzy again same feeling i had on stage in reno stop taking the klonopin for two days just two days and boom freaking symptoms i'm like having dinner with my son we went to ihop i'm like my like, buddy, I'm not feeling right. Who goes to dinner at IHOP? He took his son to oh, IHOP? God, dude. Is that open yeah. for dinner? Isn't that on your wheel of consequences? <laughs> I think so, eating dinner at IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I didn't think that was open for dinner. I, I've never been in my fucking life, dude. <laughs> it's so weird. IHOP is like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's, this is the only thing open, right. so I'll go to IHOP. It's not a choice that you make willingly. Well, I mean, you probably get a table at 7 p.m., I would imagine. That's probably pretty <laughs> He has a reservation. He's <laughs> 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 like, two for Melendez? They're like, sir, there's nobody else in here. Sit wherever you would like. I said two for Melendez. <laughs> I don't know who you talk to. We don't take reservations at the IHOP. And a picture of Coors Light. <laughs> just one picture. Yeah, just I'm one. driving. Uh, I'm like, my buddy, I'm not feeling right, man. I got to go to CVS and get this freaking, I got to get some new medication. It's weird because I used to be able to go four or five days without the clonopin. But now I went like three or four before the, the symptoms hit in Reno. This was only two days. It's only 0.5. It's like half of a Xanax. But I don't know. So I I just drove to CVS. I got my Klonopin. I got my Fluvoxamine. Took it. And within like 30, not even 30 minutes, I was completely fine. It's just amazing. So, uh, you know, I already took my Klonopin this morning. I cannot go off this thing. Uh, yeah, Dennis, it's Klonopin withdrawal is horrible. I know, Nikki B. I can't. I know. I get it. I can have a seizure and die. Dr. Steve is in our Discord right now. Uh, Dr. Steve, Kawanapin and alcohol. Is this a good combination? Do you know anything about this that you want to uh, give us an update on? Let's see if he can come on real quick. What if I unmute you, Dr. Klon Steve? Klonopin and alcohol? Yeah, I think that's a that's a good uh, you think that's probably combination, okay? right? Yeah, that's normal. Hey, there he is. What's up, Dr. Steve? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm in my car. Sorry. Yeah, and that's not a good combination at all. <laughs> Isn't that like one of the warning signs on the label? It's like, do not have alcoholic beverages with this? Yes, two, uh, two central nervous uh, system you know, depressants together are not a good idea. Benzodiazepines and alcohol contraindicated together. All right, that's what but, I thought. But the thing is... He just drinks the Coors Light to hydrate, so then it's fine. Oh, right. He's not even getting drunk. I don't even get drunk. Right. Oh, except for all those times on the internet when you exactly. saw me drunk. That's the only time I've ever gotten drunk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for your expertise, sir. I'll let you get back to driving your car. Uh, you're welcome, man. All right. You're the best. Dr. Steve calling from uh, the trip to Walmart.
today. So he does talk about his boner pills. This is the other drug that he likes to take. Apparently, all of his friends want to borrow his boner pills for some reason. I don't know what's. I don't know what kind of life you live where you're asking your buddy for his boner pills. But what? No, that's a weird thing to ask. And it's not like I need them, but it's a nice guy like that. If somebody wants dick pills from me, I give it to him. By the way, a lot of my friends need dick pills. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just me. Is good, you know, you know, we lose like one percent every year. But anyway, and it's not like I need them, but it does make it a hell of a lot better. It makes one a hell of a lot better. This guy's not getting laid. He talks about every time he goes out on a date. We know he's not getting laid. And then he's like, oh, I, I love my dick pills now. Like, what, are you jerking off with dick pills? Yeah, what? why would you? Unless you're having sex. Oh, my God. And this is really funny because then he goes into a story about a date that he had. Mm. And I'll let it play through, and then I'll give you my analysis of it. But I'll be interested to hear what you guys think about this. Actually had a date uh, last night. But it was getting so late. It was like nine, ten o'clock. I was out till since three, and it was just like, all right. And then, and then we ate dinner. I don't know about you guys. As soon as I eat dinner, I crash. I just fucking hit the wall. I'm like, all right, I gotta go. Which sucked because she was gonna come over too. So I blew that one. And I was just too tired. Well, I'll come to your house and and then we'll watch a movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm. Like, I'm, I'm you know, I you know I got home and just went straight to bed. I just had to. So he could have had sex, but said he's a tired old man who ate dinner. So he didn't say that she was unattractive and he wasn't in the mood. She wanted to come back to his house, and he said no. Yeah, because they were out till nine, <laughs> and he was right, too right. tired. <laughs> so I'll give you my analysis of this. Right. He said I had gone out at three. He went to Pickwick at 3 o'clock, knowing he had a date later that night, got wasted, went out to dinner, continued to drink, and by the time dinner's over, he's a mess, and he has to go home and crash. Oh, okay. So he went out at 3 in the af- that afternoon. Yes. Okay, I, I did I know, not read I, it that way. I didn't understand it at first either, because yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, what is he talking about? Why is 9 late? I don't, I don't even get it. He's like, well, I've been drinking for six hours. Like, oh, okay. Oh, well, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> now it makes sense. What a loser. <laughs> yeah. Why are you day drinking? What are you, come on, man. Did he, he did, know he had a date? He, he must have known he had a date. He took yeah. her out to some pizza place because <laughs> he, he said what the place was. I looked it up. It was like this um, like a piano bar pizza place. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's not fancy enough to take to the IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> That's for me and my son. That's a, that is our place. place. <laughs> it's just so surprising to me that this guy would be that pathetic and then talk about it on his show. Yeah. These are things I would keep a secret. Like you don't even have to talk about going on a date and then the girl wants to fuck you and you don't because you're too drunk. Like you don't have to talk about that. Well, my yeah, not you so. can just not mention it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he thinks it's a humble brag to say I could have gotten laid, but yeah. I chose to just take care of myself. And listen, this show's important a, to me. A I sloppy a, drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to get a good night's sleep. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I love it when he says shit like that. It's so funny. All right, so. Uh, obviously, the uh, verdict came out on the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Uh, that came out yesterday, and John was doing a show. So he was actually doing his uh, shit on Hollywood show or whatever he's doing now. Hmm. That's the non-political show. 
but uh, one of his moderators brought it up, so he had to acknowledge it. Oh, Benny Loco, thanks for the two bucks. No justice, no peace. We're doomed in this country. We are doomed. Singing in the rain. Hopefully the civil suits will start rolling in against Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, I'm not going to get into a political conversation on this, but how does anyone who's following that case think that it wasn't self-defense? I don't understand why there's teams on this one. I don't know, man. It drives me up a wall. He shot a I think what it pedophile. comes down to is a lot of people made up their mind when they heard there was a shooting. And one of the guys, you know, was one of these guys with a gun, a white guy. And they go, well, he's clearly guilty. And uh, I don't even need to watch the video to be sure yeah, of it. You obviously like, did wow. not watch the video because it's obviously self-defense. And he shot a guy who fucked like five children in one day. I, I, I don't That's understand. That's what we keep laughing about. Is like, I was talking about this with Dick. I'm like, you couldn't like pick a more comical... Like, well, who's the guy he shot? Oh, he's a guy who had sex with five kids. And you're like, well, you know, <laughs> as much as I want to, like, you know, examine both sides, you really couldn't pick a worse guy to represent yours, you know? There's people protesting in Portland that have signs with that guy's picture on it that says hero. I'm not even making this up. That's how stupid these people are. They're like, this guy who fucked all the, all the kids and then tried to attack this 17-year-old, this that's a hero. Okay. I guess. To toot my own horn. Uh, do you know of my Twitter uh, fake news account, Vic the Victory News Network? No. So I have like my own fake little uh, The Onion type thing that okay. I just occasionally make up fake news stories. Nice. And uh, what do you call it? Ben and Jerry's came out and they said, well, you know, this Rittenhouse case, blah, 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 and did their little hippie, whatever thing. So I made uh, a post that said, Ben and Jerry's is honoring Kyle Rittenhouse shooting victim Joseph Rosenbaum with a new limited edition flavor. All profits from the sales of Rosenbaum's heroic hazelnut will be donated to Black Lives Matter. And I put that that, <laughs> pedof- that heroic pedophile on a Ben and Jerry's uh, ice cream thing. And uh, I got uh, Snopes. Snopes had to come out and be like, no, there's no pedophile ice cream from Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I made that's, Snopes, baby. That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> Well, yeah, this... you can follow Victory Newsnet for some really stupid stuff from me. Nice. We'll definitely do that. That's fucking funny. Oh, God. All right. So John does this thing called Beer on the Balcony. And the Beer on the Balcony show was typically with guests, usually comedians. Sometimes he does them solo and like a AMA style. And he finally had this guest on who used to work with Howard Stern. And he had some interesting things that he said. So John decided, even though Beer on the Balcony is for the Patreon subscribers and the YouTube subscribers, people who give him money get this content exclusively, John decided that this one is going out to everyone. And by the way, um, I did do the Beer on the Balcony only for the Patreon people. I later, I made it public only because of the revelations that Chauncey was saying about Howard Stern. So I figured it might get some news that'll you know, that might help the show at some point or help the subscriptions, just like Hal was saying. But for the most part, all Bear on the Balconies are only for my Patreon people and my YouTube people. So he finally has a good episode. He's like, well, this one's free. The ones that people pay for are the shitty ones that won't get me any traction at all. But this one is actually good that my people <laughs> might actually enjoy. Yeah, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting this guy's model. got podcasting down to a science. <laughs> he really knows how to monetize it, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he knows what they want. The bad episodes. That's what you're paying for. That's what you pay for. I want the ones that aren't good enough to put on regular YouTube. So then another way that he makes money is by trolls paying him to insult him. And for some reason, he's gleeful about this. I wouldn't be personally, but no, we're glad he is, though. <laughs> oh, look, look, a guy's paying to troll me. John's mom raised a failure. Thanks for the 279. Worst attorney ever. Look at this guy. You know what? I wish the trolls would get their own podcast and then we can troll them. <laughs> you know what? They're going to pay me to troll me. Be my guest. I don't care. I mean, that's the dumbest troll you'll ever get to find. <laughs> Not really. It's kind of funny. John's mom raised a we failure. established that, like, Stuttering John gets a pension or yeah, whatever. Two, from he has two pensions. Like, this man has money, right? I should. I don't know if he's able to cash it on his pension yet. Uh, okay. Well, I just... The idea that, like... Because you know you don't have to read the 275 donation. You can just go, you know, I'm going to ignore this one that shits on me. Well, especially because he has... I don't know, man. His attorney... As attorney Michael Popak is on the show with them, and it says like worst attorney ever, and he reads that to Michael Popak, who wouldn't have even seen it. Yeah, but he feels the need to do <laughs> that. Right. Yeah. Such an hey, my chat's being mean to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for letting me know. Yeah, that really helps me out. And he's he's like celebrating two dollars and seventy nine cents to read yeah. this Ooh, thing. Two seventy nine. I got you now, motherfucker. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> Why you, this is not a good thing I for you. I win again. <laughs> Chad, you're a pathetic I loser. You. I got you, mother. No, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the other thing that people do to fuck with John is they call his friends with his phone number. Honestly, Vito, this is a level of trolling well beyond my realm. I don't know how you yeah. spoof people's numbers and how you find all their friends' numbers on their phone or whatever. I mean, this has happened to me before, too. But uh, apparently someone was calling Hale Sparks using John's phone number, and Hale is on there going, hey, man, by the way, just so you know, I think you butt-dialed me because you called me, and when I picked up, I could hear you doing your show. And what John should have said in this scenario, just throwing it out there, yeah, whoops, I don't know, that's fucking weird. Sorry about that. Instead, he goes on to explain how everyone's trolling him all the time. How Sparks, what's up, brother? See, it really was me. You really did butt dial me. My phone rang, and then it was no. you, and then it started. It's not uh, me, Hal. It was, you, it was you doing your show. No, no, Hal, I, I had to tell you. Okay. Somebody must have your number because the trolls will call you from my number, so it looks like it's mine. Like, they call my ex-wife with my number, and they call me with her number. Like, they call my moderator... Nikki with my mm -hmm. number so she thinks it's me and they call me with her number. It's some fucking app. But I checked my phone. I didn't call you. Okay. All right. Well, at the very least, uh, I, I'm glad I reached out. <laughs> like, why give up all that information? And you know what else you could do is you could call my mom and my moderator and fuck with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you need to tell everybody this. <laughs> It also does sound like, yeah, you just butt dialed him. Because why would someone prank call him and then play your show in the background? It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a terrible prank call. <laughs> it's not a great one. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. The last clip I have here, and this was on the Dabblers Anonymous subreddit. I think it might have been on our subreddit as well. Now, John is obviously very far left. I don't know if he's far left, but he's a Democrat. I think those are two different things. He is very much in the Democratic Party. And uh, so, of course, 
those are the people, the bleeding hearts, right? I mean, Vito, you, you have a background in this, right? You know about this. People, yeah. people in the, in the democratic party are the ones who care about people. Or they, very caring, very caring. You're concerned about everyone in society. You don't want to see, you know, the billionaires, the millionaires and the billionaires control society. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and John has that same political leaning. Rupert Murdoch, fuck you. You Aussie prick. You 90-year-old die. Seriously, I never wish death on anybody. You, it would be comforting. Because you don't give a shit about the lives of Americans. You don't care. Tucker Carlson, die. Jesus Christ. (laughs) <laughs> I, like, I never i never wish death on anyone but tucker carlson and rupert murdoch and like all right well man. yeah because it doesn't come off as like tough it's, it just sounds pathetic yeah. die oh, yeah. die okay man you got like any like complex thoughts about that die i want them dead it's like all right dude <laughs> <laughs> his political discourse it's just pathetic, is man. so yeah, pathetic if you're a great political mind why don't you tell me what they did and articulate what die you fucking die doesn't All care right. about americans well, yeah <laughs> do you care about australians <laughs> what, what do you mean who cares oh boy aye, um, aye, aye. so vita what have we done today we've done it all my friend we've done it all my friend we talked about look the at us amico in television console wow we learned a lot wow. about that today, didn't we? Uh, a lot. It's a it's a deep topic, man. It's a deep dive. My poor wife was sitting behind me last night and this morning as I'm watching these shows, and she's like, "What the fuck are these nerds talking about?" I'm like, "I know," I, and I, yeah, I literally I didn't, did know. I didn't even know how to like <laughs> what how to approach this topic with you because I'm like, it's just it's expansive the amount of drama and insanity in this tiny little sphere. Yeah, yeah, that was something else. We learned about the Chiluminati, who features one of your buddies. On that yeah. show, the great Larry... prick unfollowed me on Twitter. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, so fuck him. The uh, <laughs> yeah. the great Larry Blinder joined us to talk about staying alive with technology. We chatted up stuttering John. So you know what that means? It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. Next weekend is Thanksgiving holiday weekend, and do you think we're taking off? No. We're putting out a brand new episode for you, and I'm excited about it. We're so excited to be back and jamming with you. We've had a couple weeks since we've seen each other, and their energy is palpable in the studio, frankly. There is chemistry here, folks. We are feeling it hot and heavy. Oh, hot and heavy. Speaking of hot and heavy, we've got some fantastic people that we need to thank today because we have more Patreon subscribers. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. We love our patrons. All right, so that is the show, Stoner Chicks, that we've been talking about for a while. And here's the deal for this next show. We're going to have Croach, Andy, Vinny, producer Chris, all here in studio we're going to do another one of these episodes where everyone brings a podcast, and it's a contest episode. The listeners vote on who brought the worst podcast. So I'm going to bring Stoner Ooh. Chicks. Everyone brings their own show and presents it to the class. A little show and tell, if you will. And then uh, we'll leave it up to the listeners on who brought the worst. It's just a fun thing to do. We don't do it enough, I, fe- I feel like. Agreed. It's exciting. Do you have a title for this uh, bit yet? I call it show and tell. Give it a- 
show and tell What's the show and tell one? extravaganza thanksgiving <laughs> extravaganza oh that all right you're right i have to work in thanksgiving and do it <laughs> i want i hey, want to say have a, the turkey day yeah, show yeah, and yeah. tell throwdown no, 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 2021 no 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 it's going to be called uh listeners should be thanking me for giving you so much is what we're going to call it is that not the spirit of the holiday thanks a lot carl <laughs> <laughs> By the way, someone in the Discord asked if we we're doing uh, Patty C cups. I will say that when we did the bonus crossover, which I'm going to put out momentarily, I did the bonus crossover with uh, the Dick Show this week. We started going through his 20 minute stand up set, the one that he did over the COVID lockdowns, where he's by himself with a weird music band yeah. in the background, and we went through like the first five minutes of that. So that's that was fun. We're going to continue doing that stuff. Well, where can we hear that over on the Dick Show? You'll also be able to hear it if you subscribe to the Dick Show. That's correct. Oh, fantastic. Well, Vito, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course, as I mentioned before, Vito is one half of the biggest problem in the universe, biggest problem that show. You guys have a Patreon yeah. where you put out bonus episodes. Uh, yes, patreon.com slash biggest problem. But check out the show itself, biggest problem dot show. It's a good show. It's a People great show. People have been enjoying it. It's also it. on YouTube if you want to watch the video feed. I, I and, of course, you can always check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Vito. Uh, that Netflix protest thing is uh, pretty interesting, man. It was pretty fucking hilarious. It's fun. It's it's good. You guys have – I don't know how you are able to get all the camera angles that you did on there, but uh, you have pretty good coverage <laughs> of the yeah. entire event. Well, a couple, a couple people gave us their footage. I mean, because I didn't have footage of Dick getting his head cracked in. Luckily, right. just some guy who was there was like – Hey, uh, I got that on film. I'm really like, let me get it. That's evidence at this point. So if you want to see Dick with a big head wound, <laughs> we've got the exclusive. He does get smashed pretty hard. It's funny. Yeah. I, I even told yeah, him it's fun. right after it happened, I was talking to him. I forget what, it, what I was talking to him about for what reason or whatever. And uh, he was talking about how, like, yeah, man, I'm just out of it. My head hurts. And I thought it was kind of like an act to, like, get a lawsuit going or something. But uh, he wasn't shitting. Like he was so really at the bar and I was like, something, something, you know, we had like a little, he told me a little story, right? Mm -hmm. We had like a little conversation. Like I said a thing, he said a thing. It was a personal detail. So I won't say what it was. Then the next day I come to him and I go, yeah. Cause you know, that thing I told you about my father and he goes, oh yeah, really? Cause my father, blah, blah, blah. And I go, yeah, I know. We had this exact conversation yesterday. <laughs> about our fathers but and he literally said line for line the same shit he had said to me the day before and he was like i have no recollection of yeah, that whatsoever that's not like so him. that's not like him hopefully he's better now yeah he's usually a pretty quick-witted guy so right all right whatever his brain goes i'll take control of the show and we'll find a you can listen to him drool yeah, okay <laughs> you're already taking over the show <laughs> by the yeah, way I'm Maddox tried to now. do that too it didn't work out well for him to see it all no it didn't end up working out well man so many so many cautionary tales i'm fine i'm actually catching up on maddox drama because oh, i was not fun. around for any of that yeah it's fun. So I'm finally I, I, digging into it and you're like you kind of want to go back in time and shake that guy and be like man just stop just stop this doesn't end well for you were you a maddox fan before uh biggest problem yeah, the Me same too. way anyone else was. Yep. I mean, you read his website. Yep. That's the funniest thing is anytime I talk to people, I go, yeah, I'm doing a, a podcast that used to be done by this guy Maddox. And they're like, oh, that page where he makes fun of kids' artwork and shit. I'm like, yeah. You know anything else about that guy? They're like, I assume he's dead. And you're <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> 
They're like, wasn't that like 50 years ago? You're like, yeah, well, he's still out there. He's just kind of lost his mind. And who knows? Maybe what we're listening to right now with the biggest problem will also become a really weird, awkward thing where you and Dick have a huge falling out. Yeah. And we're all part Everyone's of Everyone's already taking bets on when <laughs> I will betray Dick. Not if, but when. Yeah. So, when, when are you going to sleep with you 80s want in girl? on that betting pool? Yeah. Who is he going <laughs> to sleep with? Who am I going to sleep with? Right. Uh, we're going to figure it out. All right. Well, Vita, I'll let you go, buddy. Thanks so much for your time today. Good talking Thanks to you. Thanks for having me, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you. Please join us again next week. It might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. That's fascinating. Please go on. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Who fucking cares? Thanks a lot, Carl. You fucking know all about this shit. Ah! I can't fucking take it. It's boring as shit. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. it makes no sense. So I asked Vic, because Vic was on earlier. I asked Vic if she was going to come back and read some reviews. She says, I'm having bowel issues. And you know what? I fucked up. I didn't realize that Vic had already gotten married. The last time she was on and we talked to her, she, she had just gotten hitched. We didn't even bring it up. Yeah. I thought she wasn't getting married until December, but apparently they couldn't wait any longer. This is, It's got to be a scam. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird when people get married before their wedding. Some bovine related scam. <laughs> I'm always suspicious of that sort of thing. <laughs> a man marrying a cow. Really? <laughs> Something's up with that. All right. Uh, let's listen to voicemails real quick. Let's get through this segment of the show where we get your feedback. <laughs> yeah, Carl. You were raising a really good point about those, those broads, man. Grad students. Why would anyone want a dental plan? Why would anyone want to get their teeth fixed? All right, sir. <laughs> I get your joke. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking comedian, huh? All right. These uh, communist feminists—they—they're—they're they're missing. Like, it's fascinating. All they have to do is not work. They don't have to work. They just have to be fucking pretty or uh, charming or uh, pleasant to be around. Just nice, you know? And a man will just take care of them. That's what it's supposed to be. Women aren't supposed to be fucking working career jobs ever in their life. Their fucking little retard girl brains can't fucking handle the stress of an actual job. They have no idea how to manage their own time. They can't do fucking anything good. It's all subpar quality. Women fucking suck at working. Why the fuck can't these dumb cunts figure out that, oh, shit, traditional life, uh, according to the Bible, is probably like, it's probably the path I want, you know? Like, the hardest thing I have to do is raise my fucking kid. How hard could that be? I only have to memorize one kid's name, maybe two. Oh, man. And I get to be a bitch to my husband all the time because of my entitlement as a woman? Good God. These women suck. Fuck these cunts. Fuck women talking about politics. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Sorry for going over 45 seconds. 
Was that Gavin McGinnis? I didn't know he was a fan of the show. Holy shit. All right. Wow. I mean, he does bring up a couple of good points there. Just be pleasant to be around and someone will buy dinner for you. You don't have to work so fucking hard if you don't want to memorize all the names of your students. Which also, by the way, I've been to college. Mm -hmm. Professors don't memorize the names of their students. That's actually not a thing that you have to do. She's thinking of elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, hey, Carl and guest of the week. Um, I so I listened to the latest episode and with the the Seamus and Patrick Michael telling his jokes, I I, I think there's something wrong because I can't stop laughing at them. What? He, he doesn't know what a breakfast sausage tastes like because he says this breakfast sausage tastes like. <laughs> Because he just eats fucking cold hot dogs. <laughs> and he fucking talks, and he fucking talks about, uh, oh, you never see cars being sold in a garage sale. <laughs> yeah, you also don't see fucking garages being sold in a garage sale either. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, send help. The guy's punching up his jokes, and that actually is funnier. Yeah. Some garages in a garage sale. Yeah. That... New segment coming up. <laughs> Punching up Patrick Michael. <laughs> Get over here, you. <laughs> oh, that guy called back and asked about, uh, we were talking about him beating up a child. He's like, "What is that from a bonus episode? Yes, it was. There was a whole discussion about that, a bonus episode. True story. Hey, Carl. So that whole up. Fuck. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Um, like, hey, Carl, like, I was just wondering, like, could you, could I be your plus one to Vic's wedding? Oh, my God, I would love <laughs> to be your plus one to Vic's wedding. I will totally dance with you, and I won't get too drunk, I promise. Okay, call me back, smooches. A gay guy who's not going to get too drunk? I doubt it, sir. I've never seen that, but I might take you up on it. Jen from the Jingles department tested positive. Yeah, for stupidity. First, she marries this buck-toothed, club-footed half a fag named Carl. <laughs> then she gets double jabs with an experimental synthetic cat. cat- ah, I fucked it up. Uh... All right, you win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> you want to try again, sir? Try again. Round two. Jen for the Jingles department tested positive. Yeah, for stupidity. First, she marries some buck-toothed, club-footed half a fag named Carl. Then she gets double jabbed with an experimental synthetic chemical pathogen-producing gene therapy and then gets coronavirus anyway. Okay, 99.74 recovery rate for coronavirus. Seven, eight, nine, ten treatments for it? Why the fuck would you get the jab? Like Dice said, they're so painfully dumb. (laughs) What the hell just happened there? All right, I'll I'll give Jen from the Jingles Department your message, sir. Be happy to do that. My Room Records called into the show. Hey, Carl. I uh, got back from a surgical slash medical appointment with my daughter the other day where uh, they had to do a basically an MRI where they injected a radioactive isotope into her to track its progress and... When they told me that's what they were going to do, I I thought of you, buddy. Love ya. Call me back. Interesting. 
Maybe we should start a, a band called Prostate Cancer. <laughs> People would think about us all the time. <laughs> Give it to me straight, Doc. Oh, I love that band. <laughs> hey, Barack Obama called back in. It's been a little while. Uh, finally. I know. Well, he's busy. Okay. But he still listens to the show, which is good to hear. Hey, Carl. Uh, it's Barack Obama. Sorry, I haven't called in a while. Uh, just been hanging out, uh, wearing leather jackets, and drinking tequila in America's National Parks with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Sweet. Of course, in between recording uh, podcasts and writing books about everything uh, that annoys people about Democrats. So I decided to spend $5 of the hard-earned millions I've made from this venture uh, on your Patreon. In fact, I'm scrolling through it now. I have to say, this is just a feed of utter shit. What? I mean, uh, who would spend money on this? It's just one bad show after another until, wait a second, what do we have here? Uh, oh boy, I gotta go. I gotta, uh, inspect, uh, these pictures. Uh, gotta take a close look. Anyway, say hi to Croge. Uh, don't call me back. All right, Brock. <laughs> Have fun with those pictures out there. See, everyone finds something that makes it worth it. I didn't even know they made sound. On our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, it's the joke. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun today. We learned a lot about um, video games. Yeah. Didn't we? Well, kind of. What was your biggest takeaway? I'm going to start quizzing you at the end of the show. Uh, I got a me code. <laughs> All right. Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys. What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink. You hate me. Great. Goodbye. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's it. over. <laughs>